G'day and welcome to On The Esky, an Australian sports slash dribbling podcast where we Quite will right discuss here. the footy, both codes that we're into, NRL and AFL. Uh, only a few weeks out from finals, some suspensions uh, that uh, have rubbed a few players out for the rest of the regular season. We'll get stuck into that. Uh, a little bit of cricket going on. Uh, the EPL opened up uh, this weekend. We'll have a look at the uh, big six and uh, a few of the changes uh, that's happening in the EPL this year. NFL is just around the corner, one of our favourite sports. Uh, we'll yep. be doing Sean's fantasy files. He'll be checking out the running backs that you need to draft in your fantasy league uh, and plus the Hall of Famers uh, inductees into yep. the NFL Hall of Fame. A little bit of a wet class. We'll talk about it uh, towards the middle of this podcast. And then a final round featuring UFC Boxing F1 News. Uh, a little bit of Commonwealth Games chat. I think that's going to be covered now where we shout a beer. Uh, that's how we like to start this show, by shouting a beer to commend good work in the sporting world arena. If you're listening to this on YouTube, please remember we have timestamps. You can skip to the sports that you like. Let's shout a beer, Mux. Sure. The man um, on my right. How are you? Who are you shouting? Yeah, going good. Uh, I am not shouting a beer to the Commonwealth Games, unlike you two mm-hmm. fellas. Uh, I'm shouting a beer to Muhammad Usman, the younger brother to Kamara Usman. Uh, yeah. um, 33-year-old. Uh, he won the UFC Ultimate Fighter competition, mm-hmm. um, fighting in the heavyweight. Uh, knocked out his opponent, Zach Poga, <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, with a knockout in the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, nice nice connection with the punch. Um Crazy good fighter. I mean, the name as well, the family name there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, starting out in his UFC career. Um, Interesting. He's, he's a younger brother. Younger he? brother. He's a fucking big, big he's man. Big six man. foot two, 237 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you have to shout him at uh, Tyler Zero, considering he may not, may not, accept, may not accept the beer, but Possibly. the thought's there. I'll uh, shout him whatever he wants to drink. I'm not going to argue with him. <laughs> So the winner of the um, Ultimate Fighter, that means he will have a UFC contract. Is, is that yep. your understanding? Yep. yep. UFC G- contract. Generally the so way it works out, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's it. Um, and yeah, with Usman was, so Kamara, the older brother, was in his corner as well. Um, yeah. So it's cool, cool to see um, him in the ring after the fight as well, cheering him on. He's got his fight in a couple of weeks' time as well. Pretty handy man to have in your corner. That's it, yeah. Um, yeah, so this week, Mahmoud Usman, shouting you a beverage um, for the week. And keep your eye on him, UFC fans. I'm sure we'll see his UFC debut in the near future. Uh, a little bit of Commonwealth Games chat. The resis of the Olympics. We like to <laughs> talk about it briefly as we are Australians and we've done very well. And one uh, athlete in particular that's done very well over the last few Commonwealth Games and this one, Emma McKeon, we saw her in the Olympics uh, dominating. Uh, she is now the most decorated Commonwealth Games athlete of all time with a handy 20 Medals total, 14 of them gold, one silver, five bronze. Uh, she has, I think, double any other foreign athlete uh, medal tally in the Commonwealth Games. Uh, she overtook Australia's own Susie O'Neill. Um, so, queen of the pool, Emma McCann. Power couple now with Cody Simpson. As, uh, you know, as Australian sports slash pop star. Uh, pretty <laughs> pretty impressive uh, crossover. Too uh, much love triangle going on. Yeah, yeah we've got to watch out the old love triangles. The <laughs> yeah. old love got triangles love in the pool, but it definitely hasn't uh, affected Emma's performance. Uh, she will go down as the GOAT in Commonwealth Games history. Um, I don't know, maybe Ariane Titmus is pretty young. Uh, she mm-hmm. might have her eyes set on her, but uh, she'll need another couple games to catch it. Mm. Shauna? Yeah, well, I thought you are a bit of a... Uh, 
you know, a weak gutted dog for not shouting, <laughs> shouting out the entire Australian team. So uh, that's where my shout out is going to go. Uh, Deep pockets over here. Yes, right? yes, yeah. yeah. The whole t- the whole team. Oh, he hasn't shouted the country this time. Really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just the just the team for that country mm-hmm. uh, because we finished the games with 155 medals, which was seven clear of England. But the the main thing was nine extra golds, so 59 golds in total, nine ahead of the English squad. Which, with the last uh, day of competition being today. Will mean we'll we'll definitely retain and be defending champions of the back-to-back Commonwealth Games for the Australians. Uh, unfortunate for our Indian brothers, uh, they finished fifth with only forty medals, thirteen golds. Um, but uh, yes, it helps when you dominate in the pool, as Peps uh, mentioned just before. We were um, just having a look at the girls in particular in the mm. pool. I think they won all but six or seven of the gold medals available yeah. in the pool. Absolute domination. Yeah, and what was James saying? There was five like uh, queens clean sweeps where they yeah five podium sweeps, sweeps yeah, yeah, all so all in the pool. Yep. I think four from the girls, one from the boys. You got that up there? Yeah, yep. five five yes. total podium yeah. sweeps in the pool. Yeah. Australia, Australia, Australia. So excellent Commonwealth yep. Games from from the Australians. Um, so. Uh, let's hopefully that we can turn that in a bit of form for the Olympics in a, a couple of years' time. Yeah, three years away till yes. Paris. Uh, we'll host the Olympics for the third time. I think they mm-hmm. joined London as the only place to have done that three times. Mm-hmm. In Pubby 2024, the uh, the first grade Olympics. Yes, yes. It's got to step up to the pros and see what we can do. That's there. right, that's Definitely. right. Yep. It's when the big boys come to play. Mop of the week this week. The week got a dog of the mm-hmm. week. Uh, <laughs> we've gone the whole NFL, have we? Yeah. In the handling of the Deshaun Watson saga. Deshaun Watson of loves to get a sneaky happy ending massage. <laughs> From, Tinder. From Tinder. From yeah. Tinder. From Tinder. He gets a six-week suspension, yes. um, but did sit out obviously last year as well. <laughs> Was that taken into account? Did you follow this know. reasonably closely? I don't know. And... Um, it was interesting, the process, because this is the first time they've used their new process because they were worried about uh, previously with Roger uh, being Judge Judy and executioner. So, um, yeah, you know, being whatever he wanted, he, he gave it out. So mm. the, they've put an independence, and that's what the NFLPA had pushed, and then the NFL agreed to that. So this is the first time they're actually using that. So the independent judge has gone through it and gone through the ruling um, and gone with it was – uh, non-violent um, sexual assault, I think, was the key kind of words there. Um, following, I guess, uh, history with what Ben Roethlisberger and Zeke got with, because there was no what? criminal charges for either of those as well. Okay, yeah. and there's no criminal charges here for Deshaun Watson. That's that's I think the reasoning for the judge for the six the, the six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, you know NFLPA was like, yeah, sweet, yeah, no, we're not appealing. We're good with that. Fucking us. Um, so that seems way unders, doesn't it? If Calvin yeah. Ridley can get a whole season for chucking fifteen hundred bucks on his team to win, yeah. which is pretty silly, but also, uh, you know, do the does the time match the crimes in these two circumstances? Yes. Well, the uh, the other factors with those ones, and and same with Hopkins with his PEDs, they definitely did those things. Whereas we're kind of like, we're uh, yeah, pretty uh, sure he said he's he said she said. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of the charges were thrown out, which yeah. It's all grey, and you know, we don't want to talk about grey. We talk about enough with the NRL. Um, so, I think then from that, uh, it came out the NFL had offered I think twelve game, ten mil um, uh, fine, mm-hmm. which is basically yeah. everything I think that Deshaun was meant to get paid this year and missed twelve games. Uh, so the NFL, the chat that maybe they won't appeal. 
because um, it is their own process. So they've basically said our own process hasn't worked mm-hmm. um, and we're going to appeal that and push for, for longer, yep. uh, which I think will probably will be the full season if uh, Sean Watson doesn't want to fine. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, there was chat that the NFLPA could then appeal and have an injunction, so potentially Watson could play week one. Why they try to decide all this? Um, sure, uh, that can't happen, surely. But I think with the fact they're not appealing the initial ruling of the judge means they can't appeal the NFLs, which I think is odd. Uh, so I have no. It's 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 all legal <laughs> jargon. Yeah. It's all legal jargon. So yeah, it was just, I, I think the 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 the, the visual, um, the the storyline, I think, is where it's all fallen down. Mm. With um, and we've talked about this before. It's like. You, you know, uh, better on better on football game, no go. But bashing misses, yeah, you can play next week. So it's yeah, <laughs> or it's a it's a lesser fine. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah it's, which it doesn't make much sense, does it? I agree. So yeah, I think as all all of us, we're so over what's been happening mm-hmm. with with Watson, um, and we don't really care because Browns. Um. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure the city of Cleveland does sort Cleveland of care. Cleveland cares. We don't. Uh, um, do, you, do you see what's ha- being hosted in Cleveland this week? <laughs> the National Convention of Massage Therapists. <laughs> no cat. No cat. That is on in Cleveland this week. You can't uh, write this shit. Uh, I saw it in a meme. I'm like, that, uh, surely not. Surely not. <laughs> Quick Google uh, did yeah. show that the National Convention for Massage Therapists yep. in Cleveland this week. Holy. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, is it, is it a protest? Or are they <laughs> no. protesting? Or? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. State of uh, capital no. in Cleveland are just like, yeah, let's let's do a funny here. Mm. Anyway, uh, so who knows? We thought we'd have some clarity and in the end it ended up being no clarity. Um, still, don't be that dude. Don't draft. Uh, just sure watching awesome. your fantasy football team. Maybe <laughs> you get him as a steal, man. Some of the footage from Watson. training camp, like the day after the announcement, like mm. fans – Fans are all around Watson, of course. They're like, fuck yeah, we're going to have a quarterback week seven at the Ravens. Um, But who knows? Another month of hoopla. And um, the concern, of course, will be that it'll take too long. And then Sean Watson and his, the NFLPA, will push for just letting play until there's a decision made. Fucking hell. Considering he's already sat out a year, like like you said. Who knows? Interesting. Interesting saga indeed. Yeah, I think. You hit the ha- uh, nail. Hit on the, the hat with the nail, yes. <laughs> the hammer. <laughs> something with hammers and nails and heads and the rest of it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, with We're all getting a bit sick of it, but also wouldn't mind uh, having some concrete. Um, yeah, time frames here. Mm. Definitely. Should we talk some rugby league? Might as well. Yeah, let's oh, get right. It. So the first story we're discussing is New South Wales government trying to get out of the $800 million stadium deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Alliance um, Stadium has been revamped. They've done a little bit of a lipstick job on it, changed the seats, uh, you know, made it a little bit more modern. Yep. Uh, didn't add any seating, mind you. It's still about 43,000, 44,000. They did unveil it during the week. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, well... Uh, for considering the regular attendance is like 10,000 in a real game. It's like, yeah, plenty of seats. Yeah, maybe they need, they need 100,000 seat stadiums. Yeah, yeah. get some bums in those seats uh, as is. It does look, I, pre- I think 40, does look pretty cool. I think 40 for a rugby league game is pretty good anyway. Like, mm. just look at Suncorp. It's 52. Like, yeah, it's perfect. It's You don't need... It's perfect. You don't yeah. need to 80,000 on like a stadium. And considering if you're getting 10% of that. Like, yeah. Well, the only times that you're ever going to have it full is the grand final and state of no origin. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Um, but now um, there's a bit of hardball going on between the NRL uh, with Peter Volandis saying that the, gov- the New South Wales government uh, has reneged on their agreement. Dominic Perrottet said that uh, the flood reconstruction was the main priority. Yeah, that's where that's a lot of the money has to money go. Uh, 
Uh, but the stadium's finished and is uh, ready to go the, for the Friday night uh, round 25 clash between the Chooks and the Rabbits. So uh, what is going to go on here and where's well, the money going to come I, from? I think, yeah, well, I think the other... Because I think Brookvale, Leichhardt mm-hmm. and... Uh, it, it's Campbell more Town. There's a few suburban grounds that yeah, were meant what, to get some of the money. That's what this money's for. So make, and you, you saw during the week, because I think that, that rail... Falling off was actually at Leichhardt. They were playing at Leichhardt oh, there. Oh, is that what is that yeah. Leichhardt? Uh, so, and that's why they're saying, "Hey, why this is why Leichhardt needs a yeah uh, needs a revamp." That was uh, uh, in a in a high school rugby union game yeah. uh, there on the weekend. Yeah, and uh, the railing fell down, and um, well, luckily it was not in. Well, there's no, no grandstands at Leichhardt. No, so. no one, no one seriously, <laughs> seriously injured in, the, in yeah, that one. Yeah. But it's they are old, aging. Then mm-hmm. Arsenal still plays a lot of football games at these park footy because mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. It is a better atmosphere. Way better. If, if, Way you get, better. if you're getting ten or fifteen thousand, you pack them into the small exactly. ground, then yeah. It's, yeah, it's a better atmosphere. But also, you probably want better amenities and you know get rid of some of the rust around the edges. Mm, mm. Um, so to do the, do that, NRL is now yeah threatening to take uh, the grand final back to Queensland because mm. um, the Queensland government, of course, will be like yeah, yeah fuck yeah, we'll have it. Yeah. Here's some coin. Yeah, we'll happily take that. Some MCG chat I saw as well getting mm. around. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think Brisbane, uh, as a general statements, like trying to compete with Melbourne as that you know that sports capital. Um, they've been trying in the last couple of months, uh, well, a couple of years, mm. getting the Commonwealth Games, trying to get in sporting events. Stealing, they've got the Olympics. Yeah, getting the yeah. Olympics. Yeah, like they're try- now competing with Melbourne as you know who's who's got the the state for mm-hmm. for all the sports, um, which you know bad for Sydney, um, and. I don't know. Uh, I, I've, the, the memes, of course, have been that their NRLs realised that oh, it's going to be a Brisbane uh, Cowboys final, so they're, they're moving it. They're moving out of Sydney anyway. Uh, uh, the Panthers might have something to say about that. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> I'm just talking the memes, bro. Not the not just the memes, bro. Is. No, just, not real world. Just memes. <laughs> just, <laughs> just the memes. That's funny. So we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. Don't really know the, the politics side of things. Obviously, it's a, it's a big actually legal stouse because mm. it's a written contract. Like yeah, you saw the yep. government signs to say mm. they'll pay this money, and then they don't want to renege on it. So, uh, fair fair deal because they want to fix fucking flood damage. Um, but also, you signed the contract. Bitch better have my money, <laughs> says Big Dig Volandis. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Josh Papali'i has announced that he will be playing for Samoa in the Rugby League World Cup, uh, has played a plethora of games for Australia and um, Queensland State of Origin. I think he's uh, played for Samoa in the past as well when they haven't been playing for an Australian game. Uh, okay. I think he's played at least one game for Samoa. Can you uh, go a little Josh Papali'i Google there? Uh, might show how many games he's played. I'm pretty sure he played at least one with Milford because I remember the, the two of them played once. Anyways, it's kind of concerning because... If he goes, well, he has gone, yeah. does Big Tino, Payne Haas, a few of these other big Samoan and Heritage uh, guys that could will, will probably play for Australia if mm-hmm. they want to play for Australia, if they go, that might leave the Australian forward pack a little bit short. Also might make a bit. Also might make a better better viewing uh, yeah. in in the World Cup. Uh, has Papa Lee played for Samoa before? He has. Uh, back in two thousand seventeen, he played four games. Four games yeah. and Kangaroos. How many games? Uh, he has played 11. 11. Yeah. Doesn't affect his origin eligibility. Samoa tier two. He could play for Samoa in the World Cup and be playing for Queensland again next year. But a little bit concerning. Obviously, uh, there's been a lot of chat around, you know, uh, you know, 
a lot of these guys going to play for their their heritage uh, and what mm. the, that's going to do uh, in terms of the the makeup of the World Cup for one, but also the future of state of origin. We probably well, eligibility. Yeah, we've eligibility. We probably won't go down that track again. Uh, not this episode, yeah. at least. But I, I think a, a lot of chat around it. Yeah, I think they're definitely trying to push for. Um, I guess more separation. I, th- I think that's where it's, it's going down that track mm. of state of origin, state of origin, international games, international, mm. and uh, don't have them overlap. They're two so. separate entities. Yeah, very interesting because uh, again, because Papa Lily World Cup more interesting. Papa Lily wasn't the only one. I think there was one or two other guys. They not were, not that potentially were going to play for Australia, but they were um, well, big big name players that have also decided to play um, for. You know, one of the the second tier, what is now currently known as the second tier nations. Bring up the player pool because I think my was it Branko Lee might have been one. I can't remember. There was there was two others. I was like, oh yeah, and then Papa Lee came out and blew the others out of the water. Well, so. Branko Lee's not playing for Australia. Yeah, of course. That, so, of course. So, so his yeah. eligibility doesn't really matter, matter. that much. Whereas no. a guy like but he, Papa yeah. Lee or he played for Queensland, bro. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, Branko Lee's not playing for Australia. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, right. With with the greatest respect to Branko Lee. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, th- uh, there was one. Uh, the, the, like I said, they were the Jerome Lewis is, uh, is a key, oh, he, he was one because probably that. won't play for Australia. You, you'd mm. think uh, a guy called Cameron Munster might have the six jersey. He might uh, play fullback if he keeps it up. Yeah, he may. He <laughs> may do. We'll, we'll That's get, bullshit. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so I suppose those ones where you're like, oh, he's probably not going to play for Australia. So if he plays yeah. for Samoa, do you really care? Um, yeah. But yeah, that, you know, guys like like. Big Papa, and if, if Payne Haas or someone like that was to, f- to follow suit, uh, you know, that they'd be picked pretty uh, early. In, yeah, in Papa might have seen and thought, well, maybe Paulo and um, Haas are going to get the front row gig. Po- and, yeah, possibly. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I could start and play for Samoa and um, getting older as well, back into the career, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I think it's fair. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all for the growing the game instead of Australia just dominating the entire yeah, tournament. Yeah. yeah, I think Until like, I get to fight, play New Zealand and. Fuck up and choke. Yeah, that has happened in the past. <laughs> yes. Uh, that'll do us for International Rugby League chat. Um, should we talk the games that have mm-hmm. happened? We mm-hmm. are Sunday afternoon at the moment, uh, so most of the games are done. Thursday night we saw the Roosters uh, 34 to 16 winners over the Broncos at the SCG. Uh, Pat Carrigan uh, had that nasty hip drop ta- tackle well, I, I last week. I think we've got a talk hip drop because yep. the, the, um, the NRL is trying to, to – the, you know, tackle it, rule it out, get rid of it. <laughs> They're trying to tackle it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. um, uh, uh, Carrigan, of course, was the first one. Um, was it broken fibula mm-hmm. um, for, for Hastings? Yep, out for the season. Out for the season. Then I think there was um, what are, there was at least two others in games. There was a, there was a bad one mm-hmm. and then there was another one which kind of looked like a – I think it was Sean O'Sullivan did a regulation kind of tackle – but as he's pulling him down, like the guy's running away, but he gets pulled, like dragged into the dude's legs. Mm-hmm. So again, it looks like hip drop tackle. He's dropped his hips, of course, to try mm-hmm. and slow the dude down. Um, but yeah, they've taken a big stance on it. I think was it uh, after Joel Tarpany had one done? I think Ricky Joe Joe, sorry Joe <laughs> Joe Tarpany got um, uh, his his. Oh, his was more cannonball, but Ricky went after mm-hmm. now the low leg injuries, and that's kind of where these hip drops come from, where you. are you know, essentially rolling the dude's legs up, um, kind of like the whole scholar tackles as well. That you know, anything where you kind of land on the back of the dude's legs and roll him up, they're really trying to get rid of. Yeah, I think it was uh, Paul Kent on three hundred and sixty going absolutely uh, ham uh, about as this week. Um, you know, saying that four weeks is not enough. Um, Jackson 
Hastings misses the season. Uh, you know, they should be throwing the book uh, at Pat Carrigan mm. if um, if they want to stamp this out of the game. I can see where he's coming from, I guess, but we've spoken about hip drop tackles before uh, in on this podcast in that the, it themselves, it's kind of how you get taught to tackle in a sense in that dropping your weight to the side of someone to bring mm. them down is how you get taught. The problem well, is drop, dropping all of your weight onto someone below you and... and yeah, but, but usually you're not – I think the way you're meant, to t- you're meant to taught is you're actually – when you grab the dude, you're pushing your hips down. So you're actually your, your, your chest and your torso is facing the ground, whereas a lot of these ones is the other it's way around. Butt it's, it's butt down. Butt so, down. Yeah, which, the but, which you then essentially a passenger. You're, 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 you're on there for the ride, and that's where mm. you kind of get dragged, like I said, dragged into the back of the legs and put down. But it's an interesting – with Hastings because of big injury, and I think as we saw it across both yeah. leagues this, this week uh, in the Australian Football League – the, the conversation about um, should the suspension fit the the outcome of the injury for mm. for what the you know the offending dude uh, um, got so you know Hastings misses the season do you stamp Carrigan out you know, for the well the remainder of this season which is essentially what he got when well, you think well about he's actually season. he's actually going to miss the same amount of games that West Tigers <laughs> will be playing anyway because yes, yes. they're not playing finals <laughs> football also true it's also true so. and I think subconsciously that's going to uh, play effect into the way that things get dealt with mm. like it, it's pretty hard to you know you look at that tackle and and if if Hastings gets up and he's fine mm. people wouldn't be calling for Carrigan's head in this circumstance we mm. saw last night with Tarek Sims and that high shot on Connor Tracy which knocked him out cold yeah. if if Tracy which should have been a send-off if though, tra- I think in a yeah, send-off. He, got, he got 10 minutes uh, anyways we'll get stuck <laughs> in that in a sec but the outcome's going to be taken into effect well, actually Klein's in trouble for that again because they're, they're talking about they should have sent him off instead of being in him but anyways uh, mm. the hip drop t- tackle it's an interesting one uh, poor, poor Melbourne Storm as well mm-hmm. uh, love or hate them uh, definitely sort of hate uh, <laughs> in terms of uh, my uh, you know following um, of the league over the last few years but definitely respect them um, and and Cameron Smith was pretty outspoken saying you know uh, piss off we didn't we didn't invent this this uh, this tackle uh, <laughs> yeah a, a, a little bit of pointing of fingers yes the, gra- the, of the grapple the actual wrestle on the ground that's mm. what Melbourne's known for indeed that, yeah. to the, to <laughs> and salary cap cheating yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the, ju- the the judo and to, to try and get gold Guys down like that's mm. that's not. I wouldn't say point directly at Melbourne for for that, but it's interesting because they're they're the week in this week in the league as well. They um, very much were looking at head contact again, and the whole forceful conversation came back out, and there's a plenty of sim bins across across the league as yep. well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're definitely. Uh, I don't know. Uh, change the week to week. Then I'll. You know, now looking looking more at head knocks. Um, I, I guess maybe as a reaction to Hardgraves on Fulton and mm-hmm. um, Big Nelson as well um, breaking some teeth. So, which you got nothing for, for exactly. Hey, oh, did, did fine. I think you got a fine. Well, you got fine. I think you got a fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it seems to be all over the place. That's for sure. Um, maybe let's move forward. Stereotypical, yeah, indeed, indeed. <laughs> so Pat Carrigan misses this game, uh, and the the trucks look really good. Uh, they've hit their stride. They're, yeah, they're, they're going in the they're, right they're direction. They're healthy. They're, they're looking good. It's hard to see for me uh, any other team finishing eighth uh, after we the saw... The Raiders have an excellent run home. They do have great, a great run home. And but also they probably need to win every single one of those games. And they need the, the Raiders. They need the Chooks to drop a, a few. Drop a, yeah, at least one. Victor Radley was throwing his body around like a bowling ball mm-hmm. uh, again on Thursday night. He had that nasty head clash with Jake Turpin in yep. uh, which uh, probably within about one second after the head clash, we had projectile blood shooting 
out of uh, his forehead, uh, much like uh, when Lenny of The Simpsons gets a uh, 50 cent coin uh, lodged in in his head and then pulls it out, pull it out, pull it out, pull it out, put it back in, put it back in, put it back in. Uh, he gets six stitches put in it uh, and then goes back out and starts throwing his body around mm-hmm. too. Uh, does he fire you up in the way that he plays the game or are you a little bit concerned for his health in the way that he plays the game? Well, a bit of both. I think, yeah. I think his health, I think... You look at Cordner and look at the rest of the team. Yeah. I yeah, over the last couple of years. But then, then I, does, Radley had that one bad concussion last season. I don't yeah. think he has. Yeah, he, he hasn't been lodged by it. But just the way that, like, because this, I, I think it, it hurts him more with his suspensions because because yeah. he ends up, you know, like you said, throwing his body around and uh, getting arms and shoulders and heads in the wrong spots, and uh, it has to be sat down for. Because what he, I think he missed what eight games last year through suspensions, I think something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's always a concern with. And, Victor. and it's you, missed, you love missed a fair bit with with injury this year. Yeah. So that's the concern. This is like, yes, you're either missing it through injury or you're missing it through suspension because mm. of the reckless, you know, your aggressive type of football. But he's still young. He's still, still young. And I, I tell you what. He just needs some channeling is probably, probably what it is. And he's and in, in the Rooster squad, in the, that system. I think you'll, yeah, he's got plenty of time to win. You can't question his toughness. That's that's for sure. 100%. He um, is definitely one of uh, the hardest men in rugby league, if not uh, the hardest. Uh, speaking of defectors, uh, did we we spoke about it last week, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, but playing for England. Playing for England, tier one won't be able to play. play State of Origin yeah. um, for New South Wales. Uh, Teddy was good uh, as per usual. Nat Butcher scored a double in the second row. Uh, yeah, Chook's going good at the right time. Oh, well, Sam Walker was also excellent in this. Mm-hmm. I had a had a thought because I think Aaron Kiri is also. Um, not his way out, but there's been some conversations about his role in he, the team. He's not the same Luke Keary that we saw dominate mm. the league a few years ago. Mm. And again, speaking of head knocks, and you know he he'd missed some time um, yeah. for, through through injury. Uh, I don't know if if he'll get to be the same Luke Keary that that won uh, you know premierships with the Chooks and with the Rabbits beforehand. Mm-hmm. He's still mm. pretty handy. He's still pretty handy. But my I had this thought during the week. Do you think they could move Teddy to six? And then because they've got plenty of fullbacks ready to go, like Sawali is one. Or I wouldn't know. I wouldn't be moving Teddy anywhere. The He's qu- going back to West, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the rumors. Very, Just yeah. kidding, kidding. No, like, no, no. We have some hot news down there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think there's a chance of that. Jimmy. That's, that's <laughs> happening when hell freezes over. Yeah. Sorry, West Tigers, <laughs> for letting him go in the first place. Uh, where were we? Joey, I think it, there might be an argument for Joey Manu to play, six, play six, yeah. who we have seen him uh, mm-hmm. play mm-hmm. in, in um, Luke Keary's absence. This is all long-term speculation. Yes, yes not this. We're not talking no, this season. No, we're not talking this season. I'm not even. I don't even think next season. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's a fair statement in saying that the Luke Curie that we see these days is not the same Luke Curie yeah. that we saw carve up the competition, say four or five years ago. Yeah, and I think potentially the, you know they've got the young Walker there that that could be the you know what they aim to build around in the halves, and then mm. putting an, a bigger dude uh, in the halves uh, as well instead of having the two two small guys in your front line. It's generally the direction a lot of clubs try to take. But, yeah, what works for you. Speaking of sixes and... Moving not, to fullbacks. Yeah, not playing, <laughs> Other not way playing around. six yet. <laughs> Cam Munster, he played one uh, for the Melbourne Storm. They needed a win. They'd lost four on the trot. They go up against the cellar-dwelling Gold Coast Titans at home. Uh, 
did it pretty easily. Uh, Munster played fullback. Cooper Johns played in uh, the 5 the position. Yeah. Uh, and it was an absolute care Munster clinic. Three tries, 252 run metres. Now the question looms. With Pappy out for the season with that nasty broken kneecap, mm-hmm. should Munster stay back there at one? I think it depends on their depth because I think it was... Um, the name Tyron Wishart. Wait, wait, Son of Nick, Rod Nick at one. Injured, isn't he? Nick Meaney, yeah, I don't think he was available, but has been playing on the wing mm-hmm. and then sometimes plays like one, one in yeah. Pappy's absence. Yes, so I think they were, I think it's more a product of uh, we've got extra halves, we don't have extra backs. Mm-hmm. Munster, do you want to play one for us? And he's just like, yeah, whatever. Yep. That doesn't, I don't I'm just going to show that I'm still excellent and I want my over $1 million contract. So. Yep. Uh, <laughs> don't think it matters what number you put on his back. He's going to produce. Uh, he's a very, very good footy player. Mm. Uh, the other end of the spectrum, the Titans have now lost 11 in a row. They don't actually play a top eight team now to finish as it stands. So they play Manly, St. George, Newcastle They're and last, the Warriors. Yeah. They are last. You'd think there's a few winnable ones there for them. Mm-hmm. Um Marks, you've got the table. Are they two yeah. points behind Nine the Tigers? Tigers. Two, two and and Tigers. what's the points difference like? Um, they're on minus 216. They got, Tigers thir- on they got minus 30 points. 185. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a massive game today. T- 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 in, t- in terms nine. of spoon, <laughs> spoon potential, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the game that's just about to kick off in uh, the, the Knights and the Tigers. Mm. Well, if the Tigers win, that's a two-game lead over the Titans. Yeah, they're, they're three up three to go. So they're up yeah. shit creek, four to go, four to go. Sorry, yeah, yeah it's it hasn't been a good year for Gold Coast. We, no, I don't yeah. think any of us had them in the to- in our top eight in our predictions at the start of the year, but none of us had them dead last either. No, we, I don't think last. We were I've, sort of all in that no. sort of tenth, eleventh, twelfth. I think thirteenth, thirteenth for memory. But then again, I think we also had like Brisbane and twelve. So. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> Brisbane, <laughs> Brisbane, 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 Brisbane and Cowboys. No, we really had the Cowboys yeah. that gone yeah. out and playing the. Yeah, football. we had all the Queensland teams in in the, in the bottom eight. Bottom yeah. Eight, so. yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, Aaron Bruce, did you that knee injury, bro? I've seen some <laughs> fucked up things on footy fields before. This was up there, uh, just such a, yeah. a nasty freak incident, and it was friendly fire. It was his yeah. own player coming in and sort of knee to sort of knee contact from the outside. It definitely yeah. dislocated. Uh, you could, yeah, yeah, you could. Oh, well, yeah. have, have they got? Confirmation. Um, he would have had scans by now. Uh, yeah, see if you can chase that concerned. up. They were concerned for ACL, MCL, PCL, PCL like the lot. Yeah, pretty. Just, yeah, yeah. All, all ligaments gone, and that, that's what kind of reminded me of the Willis McGahey one. Yeah, you know, where, he, where he blew out everything in there. Their yeah, just game. for any of our more league-oriented listeners, can you sort of explain who Willis McGahey is and, and that injury? Because it's uh, one of the grossest things you'll, you'll see on a sporting arena. Yeah, definitely. So at the time, he was playing for uh, Miami. Miami um, American football. We're talking American football at college. So he was top five pick coming out. Playing in their bowl game, last game of the year, takes a, a swing pass out to the right, and um, it's I think the safety just comes down, hits him, ha- low. Ha- helmet straight on his knee, and uh, essentially the knee just blows up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, every ligament dislocated, like it goes at a funny angle, like it's just ugly. Um, yeah, it's but I think the big difference in that was it was a you know 200 220 pound line um safety coming down full pace mm. uh, you know you know head on knee whereas this was kind of like a swing it's around innocuous it was so yeah. innocuous wasn't but it just just shows a you know big lads there's still force yeah. a lot of force involved and 
get it in the right spot and it's just not happy. So Yeah, you, you really feel for him. Um, L- luckily for Willis, he did. He still, still got drafted. He came back and had a good career. Yeah, still got drafted in the first round, played nine years in the NFL, um, had multiple thousand-yard rushing seasons. And for a guy that's uh, made his career on, on running, um, mm. just mm. shows like, yeah, that's – I mean, we're talking also what, fifteen years ago. Um, so you'd hope there'd be some better sports medicine, perhaps yeah. these days. Yes, they've done lots of ACLs and ligament knee <laughs> reconstructions mm. uh, since then. So he'll get the best care, um, and hoping for him as a young fella um, to get back into the comp. He's he's actually a little older than you would have thought. Uh, he's yeah. twenty six. I kind of thought early early twenties, given he's only played the ten. Games, good mate of Nico Hines. Nico mm-hmm. uh, was was sending him all the best uh, after the Canola uh, Dragons game last yeah. night. Yep. Um, did he have those scans, monks, or are we still awaiting? No, yeah, still waiting scans. Yeah, um, or result. I imagine he's had them. Uh, probably just the results becoming public. Yep. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's as a couple. <laughs> years probably didn't ago. need yeah. to be to be hard. Just the doctor get the scan, he pulled it up, and go, "Oh, that's fun." <laughs> 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 he's like, "We knew that already, doc." Yeah, a bit of a Doctor Nick uh, yeah. moment uh, <laughs> there. Yeah. But yeah, jokes aside, uh, horrific injury, and, and hoping yeah. he uh, his rehab goes well and, and gets his way back to a, um, a an NRL career afterwards. Definitely, Eels Manly. Eels Manly. Eels. Uh, are they pretenders? Are they Dave Grohl's? Are they a legitimate premiership force? We were asking this question last year. We we're asking this question this year. Thirty six to twenty winners over Manly. Dylan Brown was great. Jacob Arthur in the absence of Mitch Moses. Had some good comments pretty, after the match as well. From, what did he from say? Arthur. He's like, I hope that quiets them down now. Oh, <laughs> oh I like that. I like yeah, that. Hidden back know, at the haters. Exactly. Father, son, etc., etc. The H haters. Uh, there's definitely a few of them in the comments I've seen uh, mm-hmm. for for Jacob. Jacob Arthur, uh, and the nepotism perhaps that has been showed uh, for him. Uh, that yeah. means, uh, you know, getting done favours. Uh, <laughs> that's probably not the Oxford Dictionary uh, definition of it. What happened to Moses? Is Moses out hurt? Uh, he, w- yeah, he didn't play. Monks, maybe you might be able to chase it's it up, but it's not long term. No, I don't I, think so. I think, um, yeah, yeah, I don't have a time frame, uh, but yeah, Monks, if you wouldn't mind, Mitchell Moses injury there, please. Yeah. Uh, a massive, massive game. In round 25, the last round, mm-hmm. Parramatta play Melbourne. Yep. Parra will be gunning for a top four spot, uh, and Melbourne currently sit in fourth. So if they get fourth, does that mean they play Penrith? Uh, most likely, yeah. Penrith pretty much have – well, actually, I'm, I'm going to remove the most likely. Penrith, with their win last night, have, have wrapped up the minor premiership. They were, so there's only one. There is, there's a mathematical possibility that doesn't happen. Yeah, my point is – They would have to lose and lose badly the last yeah, four yeah. games. My point is Para have to – play Penrith every week in the finals if they want to make the grand final. That's what they they that's I don't see them scaring a lot of the other teams. I just I don't think they And but why? They've beat they've beaten Melbourne, they've beaten Penrith this year. Yeah, but that's cuz that's what they That's do. what they, but do. they don't they beat drop. anyone else. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of my point. They need to play those two in the finals to then you know have that run. Well, that's what's uh, going to happen. Essentially. So we'll see. Well, that's what they're hoping for. They need to get that. Otherwise, if they play the teams um, they normally beat, they you know Brisbane or Cowboys, um, then they'll probably lose that and then get bounced out. We'll see. We'll see. I think they might be a bit of a smoky. We might maybe we'll talk uh, finals uh, thoughts at the end of the round wrap up. Manly, uh, we I think we talked about last last pod done. Done, yeah. done, done, done. More reports out the week here that the senior players that weren't involved in the seven are still, you know, the, the club's fractured. They're, yep. they're pissed. Mm-hmm. So, yep. um, and yeah, uh, we talked about it there. You, you can't recover after that. Dragons barbecue, et cetera, et cetera. Manly done. Put a through line through them. They can't make the eight. 
You said they had an after party to the um, barbecue gate with the COVID test in the Manly press conference room? No, what happened here? surprise me. Yeah, so apparently, I don't know. I don't know the full story. I don't know what's happened, but they just before they had the um, post post game press conference, they mm. found a positive rat test in the <laughs> conference room. Uh, and that, no, oh, no, no, from the media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was from the media. Oh, and from that, the media. Yeah, yeah, so they then had to move the press conference outside the Dunnies. So, yeah, <laughs> that, that's what the, the Eels did. I think. Yeah. So they brought Arthur's outside the ladies taking a press conference. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so funny. DC didn't this. want any part of the press conference. He's like, yeah. just play nah, it safe. Hasler fronted, fronted him um, yeah. for a bit. I didn't watch it, but then, yeah, um, <laughs> for Arthur... Yeah, did his presser out in front of the yeah, dunnies. Right. How good. That's, <laughs> a, yeah. that's a rugby league shit. Right? <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is some rugby league <laughs> shit. Uh, uh, South, South smacked the Warriors 48 to 10. Cam Murray, excellent. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, excellent. Yeah, two, took a week off. Mm. Better this week. Two tries, two tries, sis. Eight goals, eight from eight. Um, mm-hmm. With boot, 24 points. Most by Bunnies player since 1979. Alex Johnson scored another one. Was that 23? Ooh. Have to chase that one up. Did with, you find anything go? around Mitch Moses either? Um, reports are that he will possibly play before finals. Yeah, um, possibly. Okay, so no, maybe no time frame from what I could see. Maybe they've got that Melbourne Storm round twenty five game on the pen- calendar penciled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Alex Johnson twenty three tries for the season, and b- b- is it Corey, Corey Oates. Corey Oates. Corey Oates. Got eighteen. A double? Yeah. So eighteen. So five tries clear there. Um, I'm more in the, the chase of the 30. That's what I'm interested in. Oh, 30. So he would need seven in four. four. Seven in four he would need. Speaking of uh, the Chooks uh, getting good at the right time, I think Souths are getting good at the right time as yeah, well. Yeah, agree. agree. Uh, Penrith, 26. Raiders, 6. Uh, a lot of people here in the nation's capital had a lot of hopes for the Canberra Raiders at home. Well, the Raiders talked a lot of shit in the media leading up to this. So mm. <laughs> at home to go up against the uh, Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai less Penrith Panthers. Uh, it was Dylan Edwards' 100th game. He had a blinder. Uh, Isaiah Yo, way too good as per usual. Sean, um, I watched this one. Did you watch it last night? What were your thoughts, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, I think it's kind of kind of classic Raiders. Um, they They didn't fade. They didn't fade. Well, they turned off after 20 minutes. They scored a try and it's <laughs> a job done. We're in the lead. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, and then I think from that 20-minute period um, in the first half, then it was drop fest on both sides. Yeah. A lot, a lot of errors. Um, but then Panthers just weathered that storm, got all the possession and then dominated and um, uh, ran tries all over them. I think big shout-out to Dylan Edwards getting beaten up. Um taking a lot of big licks. And there's mm. actually uh, quite a few injuries in this game for both sides. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, be interesting to see what um, well, probably not. Well, actually, Tarpany, he, he's the big one for the Raiders. Potentially, probably you know, fractured rib. Um, yeah. So whether that's you know whether it's not fractured and it's like pain could management be, yeah, for a couple it could of be weeks, a cartilage thing. or whether it is fractured and you know maybe misses the next three weeks, which is a huge out for them. Yeah, uh, arguably the informed middle. Forward in in the in the competition I believe right with now. Contract as well, so I think you'll be getting that bag surely. Yeah, and uh, if it's not the Raiders, someone's going to be paying him. Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah. Panthers still look good. They're still a talented squad outside, missing their their halves. Um, so yeah, they've like you said, locked up the minor premiership. Sean O'Sullivan, uh, obviously off to the Dolphins next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
He's, How, pro- he probably shouldn't his, think, his kicking game was elite. Yeah, you shouldn't think of him as a backup seven. Like he, there's a reason why the Titans have signed him. He's like an NRL ready yeah, seven. Um, and then uh, Jamin Salmon. Uh, this is probably all the talking point after yeah. the, the. We've already mentioned it a couple of times after the game. Time. We have mentioned it. What was said? There hasn't been context, uh, I suppose, yeah. yet. Uh, two. You call me a weak gutter dog. dog. <laughs> uh, but they are the words that sticky Ricky Stewart used after the game in the post-match presser uh, to describe Penrith 6, Jamin Salmon, uh, following a, a kick, I guess, a lashing out with the boot on Tom Starling. It did get him in the nether region. Yeah, bread basket, yeah. Right in the bread basket. Um, to be honest, I think there wasn't a whole lot in it. From what I could see, you know, sometimes you mm. see guys. Foot was in the wrong spot. Foot was in the wrong spot, and he's kicked out, and then he's copped him square in the in the and then jibblies. and then Ricky uh, said it in in the post match presser that I've had history with the kid. I know that kid very well. He was a weak gutted dog then, yeah. and a weak gutted dog now. Um, no love lost. No love lost there. No. Turns out there was articles in the paper today that this, uh, well, and and Ricky coming at, coming out and apologising for his comments, saying yep. that it was uh, family history that he hadn't been able to put to bed uh, from like twelve years ago uh, in like an under twelves game in which uh, um, Salmon was playing against uh, Ricky's young young fella yep. and uh, left him in tears after the game. Not much more uh, came out uh, as to why. Um, that had mm. happened. Mm. Um, I've cried after footy games. Normally around my own performance, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Ricky kind of you know you could you could see that he was he was passionate last night, and it probably came out in, in the wrong way. It's not a good look mm. at all. It was for, a huge. It was for for a first grade coach to be saying mm. those exact words. If it's said on a footy field, probably nothing happens out, out of it. I'm sure stuff like that gets said on NRL fields all the time. Yeah, for see co- you in the Northern Territory. So in, yes. indeed, indeed. Uh, but for a, a coach and, and an experienced coach like Ricky to say something like that uh, in front of the media, pretty poor form. He knows it. That's yeah, why, I think why he's come out. I think very, f- very frustrated as well because this, this game is very important this season, especially with Penrith uh, yeah. down on troops. Um, like, hey, yes, you're going to play no one in the top eight after this, and. Yep. Um, you should probably win a lot of those games yep. and may sneak, sneak into the eight. Mm. But um, if you can't uh, beat a depleted um, parent squad, you're probably not going to do very much in the finals anyway. So no. it, it kind of sends – it sends the wrong message. Like I, I think Ricky definitely frustrated and is like the team's not where he wants them to be. And, uh, you know, mm. uh, probably got goaded into the question a little bit about the, talking about the nut shot, et cetera. And, um, yeah, it was – uh, not not in a sound mind at the time, and nice. uh, just let loose. But he's, that's that's also Ricky. That's why that's, I, that's that's why the boys love him. So that's him. Uh, we were reading that he, he's uh, been fined one hundred and twenty thousand dollars in his career for post match <laughs> comments, uh, normally directed at the referees. Uh, there's a general theme there, <laughs> uh, but this time uh, directed at Salmon. Salmon uh, reportedly uh, from the uh, Sydney Morning Herald. Are we got uh, a dog? Awake <laughs> 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 a dog. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, according to his Wikipedia bio, yes, he's yeah. a weak gutted dog. Uh, but he uh, was speaking with lawyers, uh, saying if uh, the, you know there could be some kind of uh, investigation defamation, and yeah. defamation and the rest of it. I doubt any of that actually yeah. uh, comes to eventuate. Uh, but 
yeah, definitely. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, something something <laughs> that will be remembered, uh, maybe for the wrong reasons. This this encounter uh, and Ricky's outburst. Yeah. We'll overuse it this week yeah. in the podcast. Definitely, so then, definitely. Then, 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 well, we said it before. Manly are very happy this happened this week. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, but it's in or else something else will happen next week, and we'll talk about that. And I'll so. say, or you wait, got a dog in the group text. Have you seen such and such? <laughs> Have you seen such and such? St George signed Cameron Munster for yeah. exactly a bottle beer. When your mates dog eats and, and don't take you go to the pub with you, he's like, oh, you yeah, wait, got a dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey's Bucks party in a few weeks. So we'll have probably a week yeah. off the podcast. Uh, yeah. It might be a few weak yeah. dogs. Uh, uh, yelled in on that one. No, probably some weak legs afterwards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd say so. a few weak guts on the Monday. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, let's finish up the round. Sharks. 24, Dragons 18, uh, no Matt Moylan. Uh, winger Cade Dykes um, mm-hmm. made his debut. Third generation Shark, dad and yeah. granddad both played for Cronulla. Uh, we kind of alluded to it before, but Tarek Sims got 10 in the bin for that high shot that knocked out poor Connor Tracy. Mm-hmm. You could see Sims very remorseful, at, you know, was straight down, you yeah, know, you, you could see... Um, in his eyes, he knew he'd fucked up. Um, I, I got the, in the notes there, probably looking at at least two weeks, the judiciary came out and said uh, it will be four today with an early guilty plea. You can yeah. f- try and fight it for five. That's priors. Priors, yeah. Priors. I think for, he's had more swinging arms this year than swinging arm hard grab. Have you got a tracker on that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, which is unfortunate for for Tarek um but uh, Ashley Klein and a bit of hot water as well um commentary gets stuck in him that there should have been a send off yeah cuz uh, there was others that were forceful during the week um this round sorry that were sin bins but this was probably a, a magnitude more yeah. especially with the result of um uh, making the bloke stiff um which is mad sentence um so yeah yeah, Ashley Klein taking a week off for his bunker blunders as well, um, getting back into it. Number one referee in the game, uh, getting uh, torn up at the media a little bit. Mm. Uh, Nico Hines, excellent again. Um, he post-match uh, said he wasn't really happy with the Sharks' mm-hmm. performance. Uh, they probably would want to be winning that game by a little bit more. Credit to the Dragons. I don't think they played that badly. Uh, there's, again, in the sort of – um, you know, hook watch and, and dragon staffing watch. Uh, James Graham got sacked this mm-hmm. week, mm-hmm. Um, was uh, on an assistant there. So that's, I think, three assistants now that have been shown the door. Uh, I don't know if... Uh, who's, who's making those decisions, I guess, is the question. The, yeah, the board, I guess. Um, I... Running, running the wall there for, for Anthony Griffin then? Yeah, it doesn't look good with all, with all his assistance getting shown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in a few, you know, obviously I'm a Dragons fan, follow a few Facebook pages right. Facebook pages and the rest and there's a lot of sort of public outcry for his head. I just, I, and I've said on the pod before, it wasn't a season where they're expected to do much. So I mm. don't think you can really classify it as a bad season. Mm. You know, given what was expected, uh, Ben Hunt's played excellent. Thank God for Ben Hunt that that he's, that he's been been there. Well, great you bring it up because mm. uh, I think there's six teams chasing him for contract, um, offering big money, including of course the Dolphins. I think Titans. Mm. Titans are keen to put him together with Kieran Foran mm-hmm. um, back mm. back in Queensland. The two Queensland teams, and of course by the sounds of it, Dragons will be in that list. That's three, and there's probably three other teams in Sydney that also would be interested. Um, you. And, you know, well, may, probably Newcastle, Tigers, like they could all use a bit. Whoever's got money. Yeah. Whoever's got money is probably yeah. going to throw some at him. He's currently yeah. on 1.2 mil, mm-hmm. which I would like to remind you of you. you know, yeah, it's over for him th- playing halfback. 
Maybe you should play hooker. <laughs> <laughs> just giving him all these props and yeah. just shot him stri- straight down again. Yeah, he's just trying to cover his own ass. That's, <laughs> well, not that's right. Loved, his, loved him when he's winning fucking games for the Maroons a few weeks ago. Yeah. Well, no, I still love him playing for Queensland, but he's getting paid over to be a halfback for, for the Dragons. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> um, Halfbacks generally get paid more than hookers, by the way. Yes, that's the reason why he plays halfback. <laughs> He's not an idiot. I'm not, I'm not calling him an idiot. I'm He's saying, a good halfback. He, I, Just I'm saying Ben Hunt's good. I'm saying the Dragons are stupid for paying him, paying overs for him as a halfback. <laughs> Just pay him as a ninth. Just have McCulloch wearing the seven and Hunt playing that. Is that what you're saying? That's what you're saying. Anyways, it's it's up in the air, Hook's future. Um, I, I think that's... Uh, I, I think I, if, if, I, he, if Hook goes, Ben Hunt goes. Mm, interesting, yeah, because Hook, Hook was instrumental in getting him and, and Jack Bird and McCulloch and a few of the guys that he'd coached um, up at Brisbane down. So uh, interesting, interesting to see what happens there. I don't know if sacking him is the answer. A lot of Dragons fans think it seems to be. Yeah. If, if Anna had regulation, they'd be a good, good club to regulate. <laughs> Uh, this <laughs> Just sure yeah, that's all right. Uh, yeah. The season pr- probably done for the Dragons. Yes, Pro- yeah. probably. Uh, they, they're four points behind the Chooks now. Their points differential is shocking. The Raiders we mentioned do have a good run home despite uh, losing last yeah. night. Still mathematical, not in their favour. Yep. Uh, Dogs, Cowboys, the Cowboys for the win there. We haven't been watching any of that. We've been watching uh, the Brisbane Lions start out very hot mm-hmm. against the Carlton Blues. Them a bit of a dickie, um, but, yeah, what happened in that Cowboys-Dogs game? Cowboys win 28-14. Any yep. try scorers or the rest of it? Uh, um, one each for lots. I oh, know Drinky, Drinky got Drinky. two. Double. Uh, Adokar? Adokar, one. Right at the start of the match. First minute. Yeah. Keeps the his, Fox. Keeps it going, the Fox. The Fox. Uh, Cowboys win that as well. per expected, and yep. the wooden spoon bowl between the Tigers shortly. and Knights. Uh, well, the it would have started. It's it's the prelim. It's the prelim wooden spoon bowl to face the Titans in the final for <laughs> <laughs> for the spoon uh, between the Tigers and the Knights. Should we talk, Dave Clemmer? Yep. So uh, blew up at at um, one of the trainers who they were saying on Matty John's show last mm. week. Uh, I was watching um, that he's he's been. Uh, Trainer at multiple uh, NRL clubs. Uh, yeah, well known, like vet. well known vet. Um, so I don't know if his standing has kind of played into this. Um, you know, it was said that it, um, so the trainer was trying to get him off the field. Yeah, uh, he's, he's they're trying to slip him off at the end of the game. Like, and Clem was like, "Fuck like off!" Yeah, playing out the end of it. Uh, there was talks that he was going to get sacked over this. Hasn't eventuated. Um, I don't know if it's just sound a bit more like Kevin Proctor. Kevin there. Proctor, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like, like uh, he's on a big contract. Let's get him, get him off yeah. the books. But hasn't been bad this year. But no, like, there were some people that had him playing Origin. Yep. Like he hasn't been bad uh, by any means. I don't know if it's uh, an attitude thing. Um, it's also again memes. You know, we like talking memes. And, and mm-hmm. this, uh, <laughs> the, the, I saw uh, a good one this week saying. Uh, a lot of the Knights players don't want to be out there and you want to sack a guy that wants to stay, stay <laughs> yeah. out there. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe is it a contract thing? Are they paying him a little bit too much? Yeah. But it hasn't happened. So it's all just been rumours so far. Yeah, I think he's... Mm. Um, he was given a fine yeah. and he's been stood down for today's... To this games, yeah. The, the Knights have handled it internally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, interesting. And, you know, it kind of follows uh, the week the Knights had um, with uh, some of the comments from Adam O'Brien, uh, famous quote that, you know, we've, I've been to four grand finals. He said, uh, he said he's won four grand finals. Yes, uh, I've, I've won four grand finals. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, you know, we don't. We don't. Uh, we haven't forgotten how to. How? Why well, haven't forgotten how we got there, etc. But of course, he was. He's not uh, lying. He's, he's, he was an assistant <laughs> at other clubs. <laughs> yeah, he was an assistant though. <laughs> but you know, that's that's essentially sounds like a cockle to me. Is is like he's he's in the corner watching some other dude bang your wife and says, "Yeah, <laughs> we banged her." Like, no, no, you didn't. <laughs> so come on, man. <laughs> I still got something out of it. <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> Sneaky wank in the closet, but no. That's cuckolders enter the chat here on the Esky. Uh, look, uh, he knew that he had maybe misquoted himself and, <laughs> and came out, the, I think, the next day and, and said, oh, maybe uh, that could be misconstrued yeah, or, or, but, the, or but, the rest of it. But also, like, the over the last month, there's been plenty of comments from his press conferences which mm. have called into question um, – you know, the job that's been going on there at Newcastle. Yeah, and um, uh, from what I can see on from the outside, you know, going back to the, the hook chat mm-hmm. and me being, you know, mm-hmm. extremely interested in it as a Dragons fan, it seems a lot of Knights fans want Adam O'Brien out the door. Yeah, well, if they lose today, then we've got both the Titans and uh, the Knights who will be uh, last and second last, mm-hmm. uh, but they still have their head coaches. So, yeah, uh, yeah I think, you know, Ryan's maybe there on the wall a little bit. Uh, especially for the Titans, they need that coach win. Um, so I, w- I would think that both those guys have to be done. I can't see them seeing out the year. Well, maybe they see out the year and it's post, I've like they yeah. uh, post in reviews, and they both get done because yeah, I don't, I don't think they're long for this world. And I know both the Walker, the Walker, well, the Walker brothers are in the in the news this week saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, we're ready. We can definitely take an NRL job." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've shown that we can win at the highest level. Um, uh, will they be a package? Yeah, they want to go together. Yeah. So yeah. which one's the assistant slash cuckold? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the twins, bro, they're the same black, so. <laughs> oh, the twins? <laughs> the twins? Twins? Spasso twins. Uh, so I think it's a, it's a joint gig, essentially. I don't think there's a... <laughs> they switch each week. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Well, they don't, the media won't know which one's which, so... Uh, all, all happening here on the Esky. Mm-hmm. Wooden spoons, cuckolds. Mike Myers. Uh, spe- speaking of which, the, the Knights rest. were up. Uh, they scored first four, four nine, zip, four early. zip after ten early times. Quick rugby chat, rugby union. That is, the Wallabies got a win over in Argentina, forty-one yep. twenty-six. Michael Hooper mm-hmm. flew home for personal reasons. Captain. So, yep. Uh, so James Slipper, captain in his absence. Poor Quade Cooper. Yeah, Achilles, non, Achilles non rupture, non-contact. You see the calf roll up. Yeah, he uh, tries thir- to steps off and thirty-four years of age. Um, for for a guy that's you know uh, kind of relies on uh, that you know footwork, finesse, footwork, yeah. etc. Blowing out your Achilles is not a great thing. Horrible. Um, hoping yeah. that's not his last game mm-hmm. ever for the Wallabies. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, he'll he'll be uh, facing a lengthy rehab and uh, yeah, wishing Quaid all. The best there. Um, the All Blacks have lost three in a row. Mm-hmm. That hasn't happened since 1998 with their loss last night to the Springboks, uh, coming off uh, two losses at home to Ireland. When's uh, their World Cup? Isn't that next year? Next year, 2023 for mm. Rugby World Cup. Obviously, we are leaguies. We don't really talk much about rugby unless we're having a bit of a laugh at it. <laughs> um, but the international game is well and truly alive for rugby, um, and it's looking very interesting with the All Blacks maybe not the... Um, you know, the, the power, they, they, they well, should be very good, but they... they yeah, I guess the question is what sort of squad are they taking? Are they taking a full-strength squad or they got... They try, to try and, try, I would have thought for a try tour, try nations game, yeah. It would have been a, a... They would have taken the best available. 
coming from, mm. you know. Th- I, I would have thought so, but. <laughs> Th- three blokes that probably struggling <laughs> to name you three uh, all, ba- all Blacks players. Yeah, September, October next year for that World Cup. Anyways, interesting. Interesting that the, the, the All Blacks ha- have shown a little bit of uh, of um, vulnerability in uh, in 12, so yeah, 12 months out from a World Cup. Yep. Aussie rules, Aussie rules, round 21. Can we talk about this first? Yeah, sure. Because I just want to cover it because um, the Lions were up uh, with a good 30-point lead and I was thinking, oh, we're going to Richmond ourselves. Blow here. out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, we're going to do the opposite what we did to Richmond a couple of weeks ago where, what was that last week, where they got up. Gave up, had, gave up leading a 40-point lead. 40-point lead and I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, they'll they'll take the foot off the pedal and um, the Blues will get straight back in this. And um, Early, look at, early look, days, but Blues look, have kicked the last three. Yeah, so. well, they've kicked straight, um, kicked the last three, and eight behinds there already for the Lions. And it was all one way. Like, the Lions dominated yeah, the it was first quarter and then most way in second, and then Blues have just gone bang, 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 and then they're back in this one. I was trying to talk, uh, you know, because we're talking rugby league and yeah, and yeah, mops yeah. and Commonwealth games and the rest of it, but cuck-olds secretly, I, yeah, cuck-olds, <laughs> uh, secretly I was dying on the inside. Uh, yes. Perhaps, my, you know, my... Myself being the cuckold in, in the room whilst, whilst the Brisbane Lions fuck my Carlton Blues. Yeah. Well, I want the Lions to win, of course, because I, I, I still... You're a Lions fan. I'm a Blues yeah, fan. Here. Yeah. Cousin um, Barry there got a goal as well. So he kicks the first goal. No, second goal. Second for After Lockie got the first for the Lions. Yep. Yep. Um, come on, kick this. And there's there another Golato for the Brisbane Lions. Uh, no, this mixed Yeah. I, I, the reason, I, the other reason I want the Lions to win this, of course, because it keeps my theory, well, it keeps my my happiness of potential the Blues missing finals completely after your grand final chat to start the season. So, um, <laughs> no, not to start the season after they play, after they, you know, play one, few, one, yeah, one, 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 two, two games, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah exactly. first time and yeah. how many ever years it had been? Yes, uh, ten over ten years since they uh, uh, so scoring lost their first game. Yeah, so scoring that uh, five minutes ago in the second quarter, there forty four to twenty one in the favour of the Lions. We will. Have a halftime update for that in five minutes. Mm. Pies, Demons. Collingwood uh, played Melbourne in front of a big crowd Friday night. The Flag Pies chat is real. It is yeah. confirmed yeah. Flag Pies are on. 11-match yeah. win streak, uh, including two over the Melbourne Demons. Uh, yeah. The big story out of this one was Ed Langdon, uh, Melbourne midfielder, had said that the Pies were all duck, no dinner. Mm. They were a one-trick pony. Uh, they kind of <laughs> knew the way that they played football. They were going to go out there and accommodate for that. And then the means were a plentiful uh, ducks and dinners uh, involved. <laughs> the Pies, they, they win this game by seven points. They are the kings of the close victory. Uh, their last mm. seven wins have been by two goals or less. So lots of single digits uh wins there and interestingly in this 11 game win streak their two biggest wins over Frio and the D's so two pretty fucking handy teams there Jamie Ellip and Ash Johnson they booted four each Uh, the uh, Pies were able to negate 42 possessions from Clayton Clary Oliver uh, the it was before the game. It was from last week, but uh, it was announced that during the week that Taylor Adams, uh, mm. Pies vice captain, will miss the rest of the regular season with a groin strain. Okay. He then may be able to get him ready for the finals. And Brody Grundy um, is not far off either. So they've been doing this crazy, you know, on this crazy win streak uh, without their their starting ruckman in in Brody Grundy. Yeah, which which is phenomenal considering. Um his uh, standing in the league as well, uh, 
So he's, he's you know, a top three ruckman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, been great for the Pies. They have Swans and your Blues to finish the season. Yeah, that's and nuts. That, that, just, that last week uh, at the MCG, Carlton's season on the line. Collingwood probably trying to finish <laughs> top two, maybe top three. Uh, you'll have 90,000 so in at the G there. I was just trying to figure out, when did the Pies play Geelong? When did they? Uh, well, it must have been Very in the early. first... Te- nine rounds of the season because I've got their 11 wins there in front of me. You go on a little scroll. Dead Sea scroll. Um, because that's, that, I guess that's a comparison now. Like the, they've. Can they go to Geelong? Yeah. yeah. They've got, they've kind of, those two have kind of pushed themselves ahead a little bit. The D's have kind of fallen back. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, you know, come finals footy, they're going to be in that conversation. Um, but yeah, it's maybe those three um, and then whether there's a dark horse that can make a run. Um, but yeah, I think it's, Probably those three at this point. I think last week we were talking tiers and yeah. we had Geelong and Melbourne in, in tier one. I think mm. you have to have Collingwood in tier one now, yeah. as much as it pains me to say. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, the Hawks beat the Gold Coast Suns by seven he points. Found it. Round, round three. three. Yeah. Round three. 13 point loss from for the Pies to Geelong. the Geelong Cats. Uh, yeah, they that that could be a grand final. Yeah, that potentially could be the matchup. Potentially. Uh, the Hawks uh, beat the Gold Coast Suns, Jack Gunston booted five yesterday. Down in Tasmania, Suns, done. I think I've said essentially there. Yeah, uh, that's one of these mathematical ones, but to put a line through the Gold Coast Suns, they're done. Lines are gone bang, bang, by the way. Bang, 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 bang. Giants, 96, Bombers, 69. Um, Jesse Hogan, the, probably the best game of his season's um, four goals, 17 disposals, 12 marks. Not much else to write home about that one. Dockers beat the Bulldogs 95 to 78. Mm-hmm. Sam Darcy, son of Luke Darcy, debuted. 19 year old father son. Um, he played as a key back to her five centimeters. Just needs mm-hmm. to fill out a touch more, a touch more, but he'll be a very good footballer. Um, interesting to see where they're going to play him. Um, they've probably been a bit short on key. Backs recently, so maybe it's more of a team's need thing. Um, but there was speculation that he could be a key forward, he could be a ruckman. Uh, I don't think he's taking Tim English's time any uh, job anytime soon. Um, but it was the Dockers that got the Bickies, uh, Rory Lobb kick four, Michael Frederick three, and Nat Fife um, will most likely be out uh, until the final round with a hamstring injury. Frio probably have to win out to finish top four, or they need Sydney and Brisbane to drop games. Yeah, Dogs currently two behinds uh, the Swans. Dogs can make finals, but they need to win out against the Giants and the Hawks, and they need some losses from the Blues and Saints. Yeah, they're six behind yeah. Richmond currently. So this really hurts the Western Bulldogs campaign. Um, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. like again can probably make it, uh, but they need a lot to go their way. It's all, it's all out of their hands now, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Cats beat the Saints, 110 to 65. That's 11 straight for the Catters. Uh, Patrick Dangerfield uh, was a late out. He uh, had a, uh, a re-aggravation of a calf injury that um, you know uh, made him miss a lot of games earlier on in the year. Three for Tom Hawkins in this one. Isaac Smith kicked three. The Cats are one win away from the minor premiership. And as for the Saints, they have the Lions and the Swans. going to be a tough ask yeah, for them. Currently in ninth. How are Richmond on 46, by the way? At... Uh, uh, Tie that uh, draw, drawed game uh, oh. against the Dockers last week. There we go. There we go. Yes, that's, the, that's how they're 
two points so yeah, behind so Carlton and two points clear of the Saints. Yes, so a big loss of the Saints here. Um, probably all expected against Geelong, but it's their season's on the line at the moment. Yes, yes indeed. Um, and the Tigers beat the Power. That's the wrong way around there in the notes, I think. Um, uh, okay, yeah, that's, why, <laughs> that's why I'm trying to work out why they jumped up uh, over St Kilda. So, yes. Don't do the run, Burgundy. Don't go and <laughs> fuck yourself, San Diego. Always, always, always double check. Always uh, double check. Yeah, the, the Tigers, uh, pretty handy winners there at the Adelaide Oval last night. Uh, so since losing to North Melbourne a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, have drawn with Frio, beaten the Lions and beaten Port Adelaide in Adelaide. They're peaking at the right time. I've got Roosters vibes from them, uh, a team that's been there and done that before and won premierships, getting uh, good at the right time. Uh, another week, another Dusty check. Yeah, you chase up Dusty. Um, haven't heard too much, although we will talk about Buddy Franklin in a second and that mm-hmm. may have Dusty Martin implications. Yeah, yes. Um, and possibly, I'll, yeah, I'll go with a segue. Shea Bolton, maybe Dusty's heir apparent mm-hmm. um, at the Richmond Tigers. Kane Corns, of like to say outrageous shit fame, uh, <laughs> called him the best player in the game right now during the week. Uh, I think this was a bit of a clickbaity thing. No yeah. doubt Shea Bolton has been excellent mm-hmm. this year, uh, has really uh, announced himself as uh, an excellent uh, footballer, will be an Australian for sure, booted for last night. Um, but if he's the best player in the AFL, I suppose guys like Clayton Oliver, Christian Petrarca, mm-hmm. um, Patrick Cripps, uh, Blues fan, etc. Uh, <laughs> Lockie Neal, the rest of them, uh, they must be playing badminton. Yes. Uh, no news on Martin yet. Still nothing? Still yeah, nothing. Quite... Dylan Grimes, hamstring, tendon surgery. Uh, he yeah, may, may be good for finals. Uh, so apparently it's a bit of a quick turnaround on that surgery there. Uh, the Swans ended up dicking the ruse in the early game. Did they not? They were f- 50 points ahead at last checking. 40. Ended for, up. F- 40 or 38 actually for those that have the, uh, the old 40 plus. Uh, <laughs> 40 plus bet. They missed out on the sports bet. Uh, but the big yeah, that's chat. That's about 30 points for North I think in the final quarter. Little little fight back. Little fight back there from North Melbourne. Uh, let's talk Buddy Franklin. Uh, big, big news this week, uh, which t- kind of turned out to be not news, but the speculation is, is rife, that is for sure. Uh, there was a Nine News Queensland reporter, Michael Atkinson, mm-hmm. that had announced that Buddy Franklin would be leaving the Sydney Swans to join the Brisbane Lions next season. He's off contract off at, he's at the end of that nine-year yeah, massive think, contract. I think Swans lowballed him as well. That's kind of what's where this kind of you know kicked mm. off. Yep. It's all contract talks. Yeah. All yeah. contract talks. Swans may have offered 500000 is the chat. He wants yeah. more like seven or eight. Yep. Um, both the Swans and Brisbane Lions have denied this story. Mm-hmm. They've said there's no truth to it at uh, at this stage, uh, but a lot of people are looking into her. Jacinta Campbell, she grew up on the Gold Coast. Uh, does Buddy want to go t- to Queensland to play footy? Yep. Or to retire. retire? Yeah. Well, that was <laughs> Fagan's comments during the week. He's like, yeah, if Buddy's moving to Queensland, he's probably retiring, not playing for us. So uh, it'd, it'd be interesting. It, it's, Buddy thinks he's got a couple of years left in him, um, by all accounts, by the contract clock. So, um, yeah. F- but then the, you know, the flip side of that, he... He's, hope, he's probably done well for himself. He may not need all that extra money, and if he's not getting the money he's worth, mm. yeah, maybe retire, go up there and live on, live at Noosa maybe and uh, live it up. Well, he doesn't have anything to prove. No. 
Uh, mm. Is he hungry for another premiership? Does Lance Franklin at the Brisbane Lions make them that premiership contender? What we, we were talking about last yeah, week. Maybe it's the thing they're missing. When they got Joe Danaher, they thought, oh, maybe we've got this key forward that can go mm. out and kick us 70, 80 goals in a mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's a bit over given the way that the game's played Plays these the days. Area. Maybe he can go out there and kick us 40, 50 goals in a season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and probably hasn't quite eventuated, uh, you know, in, into uh, being, being a really lethal key forward just yet. Yeah. Uh, does Lance, a 36-year-old Lance Franklin... Um, improve your hopes as a Brisbane Lions fan or do you think it's all just speculation? But it could, it could also be the Luke Hodge factor because yeah, all those guys that play in the, the forward line for um, Lions are very young. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yeah, maybe getting Buddy in for two years is essentially to you know help teach them how to win, mm-hmm. which I think is where they need to, like, how to win big games is what we need. Well, it's what the Lions need. So it's uh, maybe that's what Buddy can do. I've, he's been there and done that. Um yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's the the, the X that the, the X factor they've been missing. Um, so, if, like, I, I wouldn't say no to it. I don't think anyone would, no. would turn down Buddy Franklin <laughs> if he knocks on your door and says, "Hey, pay me th- this number, and I'll push your club hopefully into potential winning a flag." And you're going to say, "Fuck yeah, we'll take that." Depends on what the number is. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, but also I love true. I love the Luke Hodge comparison, and yeah. you you messaged during the week saying. Uh, something along the lines of um, when when Luke Hodge went there, they went from being like a, a young well, they were just well, young well, boy, yeah, <laughs> like because they essentially had come off their their dynasty run of being terrible. So the Lions, <laughs> the, the shit dynasty, <laughs> yeah, the shit dynasty. dynasty. <laughs> yeah, well, they went through the Lions went through their dynasty. I've been involved in a few of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, in my sporting career. Yeah, well, sure. they're bottom of the table and they get <laughs> high draft picks mm. and they're essentially rebuilding the entire team from the ground up. So they're all very young. Mm-hmm. Um, so same thing again. It's like. Um, Luke Hodge really put the grit into them and showed them, you know, this is how you play, be a professional and win football games. Mm. So um, really, you know, try to turn them more into men. And that's what... Boys to men chat. Yeah, here yeah. Here. Well, that's what you're seeing now. That's why they've been a top four squad the last couple of yeah, years, yeah. Uh, even after Luke retired, because they, they've got that lesson. I think what they need now is how do we then win the comp? Yep. That's that's the next step they need to, to take. Yep. Um, and in the squad... Uh, don't think they've had anyone that's played in a in a grand final come in before, and so oh, that's a that's a good shout. Yeah, I'll, none come to mind. Yeah, because like guys that come across, um, Lockie Neal hasn't. Lockie hasn't. Um, we'll see, like Lincoln, no, would Lincoln McCarthy have like been a reserve nah, guy for? Nah. Like, there's the thing. I I, I don't I don't think anyone would have been in a starting squad to play in a grand final. Um, so that might be what they're they're missing. I was like, who's who's a guy that's won a flag and can come in? And show the boys week in week out. This is what we need to do to to take that next step to win a flag. I like it. I like it. And and if you follow the 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 um, well, connect the dots here. If Buddy goes to Sydney, that Dusty chat. If Buddy, uh, Buddy goes, so goes leaves Sydney and goes to Brisbane, then Dusty, Dusty Sydney, Sydney. Yeah, frees up some money and there's a an extra spot there. And which was certainly the line. rhetoric and big talking point of the AFL. Maybe six weeks ago, mm. it's kind of quietened down a little bit. Well, with Dusty Hurdy and not being in the media, mm. you know, the people not talking about it, but still, it's still out there, still floating around. Halftime there in the Brisbane Lions Carlton game, uh, the Lions lead handily by thirty-five points. Uh, the Eagles play the Crows in yeah. a not much, yeah, not much going on there. going on game uh, after this. Josh Kennedy retired. Oh, great. I yeah, think. he ret- he plays today. And then I think he's retired. He's not playing. He's not finishing the season. Oh, I, I okay. believe. Can so is this their last home game? 
Is that the reason? I, th- I think so, yeah. I think um, maybe Josh Kennedy doesn't want to travel. Uh, Monks, you're doing a quick Google there. I'm just double-checking uh, where they play their last two. They play oh, they play, Fre- they play Freo next week, so I'm surprised he didn't want to play in another derby. Yeah, derby. No derby? Or derby. I don't know how, the fucking, how they say it over there. And yeah. <laughs> do you think, do you think Patrick, and, and Pat, by the way, do you think Patrick Cruz is in trouble for this? Uh, he's got eyes for the ball. Well, two elbows to the to the head. Land uh, one one on initial contact and one on hitting him on the ground as well. Also, again, you know, Calamachi subbed out. Uh, does that weigh in? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he gets a week. I don't think he's well. Look, a week in. It, we might need Carlton actually. Uh, we might need uh, Patrick Cripps <laughs> yeah. to to win a game for for Carlton in the next two weeks. Yep. Uh, because if they do lose all three, they're they are in danger of missing the eight. Well, if he sits out two weeks, that's blue, not that can't be two. Weeks. Weeks. That can't be two. Can't it's be it's two. very high. But he gets the ball. He also d- destroys the dude's face. So. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> maybe I've got my navy blue glasses on here, yeah. but uh, he, he's playing at the ball, and his hand hits the ball. Well, there's no free as well in the, in the no free in in, in, in within the game. That so has to speak. That yeah. has to speak well for for him. Well, the umpire's got his eyes painted on. Etc. Etc. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll uh, just on Kennedy. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. It's this. It seems like this Sunday's his last game. Yep. Yeah, done. Yeah. Doesn't really give a reason. Just done. Oh, I'm sure there'd be something in the WA media uh, there. Maybe. Maybe I'll have a look at Josh Kennedy's um, accolades. It's an interesting uh, little segue in there because I do believe that Josh Kennedy and Patrick Cripps are from Northampton, mm-hmm. WA, which is a town of about. Fuck all. <laughs> Let's go fuck all. Let's go fuck all. Um, and has produced both Patrick yeah. Cripps, his cousin Jamie Cripps, and Josh Kennedy, which is pretty impressive. Uh, Kennedy, aged 34, um, the number four uh, pick in the 2005 draft. Uh, two hundred. There was chat about the 2005 draft, I think, after this announcement as well. If you go through the list of guys that got drafted in, the, in that list, I think Buddy might have been in there as well. Oh, after after him. He was drafted by Carlton. He, he did play 22 games uh, for Carlton and, and didn't do a whole lot before wanting to go home and becoming a hey, coach Revolt great. Was <laughs> I think Revolt was in that list too. Uh, Jack Revolt? Yes, yeah. maybe. I'll, right, I'll, we'll I'll bring it up. Uh, West Coast, uh, 270 games for West Coast, 704 goals, 715 total. That 2005 AFL draft, uh, we were talking about the 2004 draft last week and how Maybe that's what how good it was. Oh, that, yeah, that's where I'm, yeah. Carlton, Carlton took Mark Murphy uh, and then Daisy Thomas went to Xavier Ellis, Josh Kennedy, Scott Pendlebury. Pretty crazy top five there. Uh, Buddy would have been drafted before this. Buddy. Yeah, yeah. I think I might have my wires crossed a little bit, which happens. Nah, that's never happened before in the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All uh, yes. Yeah, well, long career, big time goal scorer. Yep. Did a job there for, for West Coast for a long time. One of uh, the the more memorable um, kicking like routines as well with the uh, kind of the, the, the starter step. The starter step, but uh, an excellent key forward and uh, will go down as a West Coast great. Mm-hmm. Cricket. Should we talk some cricket? Let's do it. Let's talk yeah. some cricket. And there's not a lot going on. Not heaps. Not heaps. India. India are playing, so that's always uh, of interest. Um, when 
uh, the the Indian cricket team's playing. They I've are playing white ball, just white ball only. White ball only, no tests attached to this okay, tour of the West Indies. They swept the ODIs three zip. We already mentioned that uh, Shubman Gill, Shikhar Darwin in the yep. runs there. The Lord Shadul Fakur, we are not worthy, and Yuzi Chahal, pretty good with the ball in that one. Uh, but they b- played a bunch of T Twenty internationals this week. India currently have have they won the series three one with a game in hand. Uh, Surya Kumar Yadav, uh, SKY, to number two in the T20 rankings behind Baba Azam, following a few runs. Rishab Pant's also been around the runs without uh, massive innings from either of them. Uh, a few little talking points in this series. Obed McCoy, mm-hmm. six for 17 in game two. The best figures ever by a West Indian in a T20 international. It's not bad. Uh, game four, he might... Want to uh, you forget. know f- forget? Yeah, he went for sixty six <laughs> from his from his four overs in this one. But the most interesting thing about it is it's in Florida. So oh, cool. okay. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So they're playing in uh, essentially Fort Lauderdale, Lauder Hill, uh, a baseball stadium. There, it's mm-hmm. interesting watching it in a baseball stadium because you watch the footage from one end and mm-hmm. they're playing towards where the main bleachers are, and mm-hmm. it just kind of you feel like you might be in a cricket. Field or, or, yeah, or yeah. An, an oval that's designed to play cricket, mm-hmm. and then it pans the other way, and it's a long way before yeah. you get to the 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 bleachers, as they'd call them over there, the, the mm-hmm. grandstands. Um, it's it, it's a great move, I think. Um, f- you know, from the West Indies Cricket Board or whoever's involved in this uh, to try and get into that US market. Uh, it, oh, it was a, okay. it was a full stadium, uh, and I was thinking, oh yeah, you know maybe. You know, Miami, you know, it's, a, it's known for its uh, international population. Maybe there's a whole bunch of, you know, West Indian, you know, um, expats living there perhaps, you know, Jamaicans and, and the rest of it. About 80% Indian fans <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cheering on Team India. Uh, they did win, win this one. Um, and it got me thinking about why the interest on the Indian population in America mm-hmm. – uh, of the subcontinental variety, I'm talking, yeah, uh, yeah. not of native yes. variety. Uh, why they haven't been able to grow the game a little bit more in the US? There's four and a half million Americans of Indian descent, which is a bit roughly the population of New Zealand, mm-hmm. living in the US. We've seen Canada go to cricket World Cups before, and they're essentially in like Indian Canadians yeah. uh, with with a few, yeah. um, mm. you know, of the of the white variety sprinkled in there. Um, I, I do wonder moving forward if, the, if this is a, a ploy um, from, um, you know, the international um, cricket community to try and break into the US market just, just based off um, Indian American. Yeah, but then I'd also say that's 1.5% of the yeah. US population. So it's... That's nearly exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> yeah, so it's... Pass point. Yeah. Uh, so it's... Uh, it's, it's a tiny not, proportion. It's a, yeah, tiny proportional and it compared to, you know, and then they've also have got... Um, the, the big four. The big four. I'm, I'm um, sure there's a lot of... Uh, you know, the soccer's also there. And, and I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of Indians that, you know, are, are, are second-generation Americans that grew up on baseball and yeah, other sports and, and don't really care that much. But it, it yeah. is an interesting talking point and, mm-hmm. uh, and and cool to see. They will play game five at this same venue as well tonight. Oh, excellent. Uh, but, yeah, a little, little bit... Unusual cricket in the US. Uh, do you remember a few years ago they they had a game in New York and it was like a bunch of I think it might have been Shane War Team Warren yeah, yeah. versus Team well, Tendulkar or something. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, it was a, like two world teams, yeah. Yeah, and it was like a bit of an exhibition yep. and, and that and they had a good crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there hasn't been 
a whole big push, a lot of push into the US market. I think as well, maybe a bit of the thinking kind of is, we're making a fucking lot of money off this IPL thing and this new we're IPL thing. We're making billions thing. of dollars in, yeah, in, we in don't, Southeast Asia. We don't I'm need good. to grow this game yeah. and try to impinge on a market yeah. uh, or infringe might be the – no, I don't know what word I'm after there. Um, well, well, in context, like a 300 million population is fuck all. So. <laughs> in context, yes, and so established in that – there's these big four sports, huge mar- yeah, sports the American are- pastime. Yeah, exactly. uh, you know, it, maybe they, they just don't care all that much. Yeah. Another thing that it might speak volumes to is rather the growth of the game or trying to grow the game in America is the game descending in the West Indies. Yeah, yeah. And them going, oh, shit, we're more likely to fill out a stadium in Miami than we, we are, are yeah. in, in one of our... Uh, you know, traditional island nations here, which is sad, yes. but it's flogging a dead horse uh, to talk about the demise of West Indian cricket, isn't it? Do you think they'll ever separate? Hmm. So as in not players of West Indies anymore? No, I don't think they'll ever play as individual nations, although Commonwealth Games chat, uh, they mm. obviously they can't play as a West Indies mm. in the Commonwealth Games. So yep. the girls, I think they send a uh, Barbudan team, which actually mm. Barbados yep. beat Pakistan in the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, t- a tiny little nation <laughs> of Barbados, good on ya. Uh, and yeah, we were talking about the, the Commonwealth Games in 1998 where they had men's cricket. They mm. obviously uh, couldn't play. Um, this is such a tangent, but anyways. So they played, um, I think, Jamaica, Barbuda, maybe Trinidad, Tobago, maybe mm. send teams, something along those lines. You, that's the way that they play as yep. well, their, their domestic cricket. But you just see so many West Indian people playing soccer now. But, uh, but like Basketball, we've seen West Indian. Uh, well, and the big yeah. lads, they're going going into the States to play either basketball or in the NFL. Like chase the, some of that money. Yeah, exactly. chase, some, chase some of that that cash. You can't blame them. Um, dead horse getting flogged here on the esky. Mm-hmm. Um, t, you know, there's money in T20 cricket. But in terms of the West, like it's, it's telling that India would go all the way to the Caribbean to play a white ball series only and not yeah. play test match cricket. Oh, exactly. um, yeah. it's, it's sad, uh, you know, our dad's generations mm. that would have watched the West Indies dominate cricket in the 70s and 80s. Maybe there's a little bit of nostalgia there. But uh, Here's a question for you. Do you think if they'd played a test match in Florida, do you think they would have got good crowds for the whole lot? Interesting, lot? interesting. It, it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt mm. considering that, that they'd look like a sellout there or, or at least a, a reasonably full stadium. It, yeah. yeah. I, I've, I'm sure they I get, think that they'd... T- they'd the Indian fans would turn up yeah. for a test match, yeah, especially. And maybe that's something mm. they could try moving forward. But again, that doesn't help yeah. cricket in the West Indies. It's just no, gimmicky, no. Yeah, exactly. kind of stuff for them to make a bit yeah. more coin. Yeah, uh, yeah. But okay. that, that does that actually help West Indian cricket yeah. moving forward? Yeah, it's it, it's all a, it's all a bit sad. But uh, mm. you know, they, a lot of these West Indian kids they they grow up in, in not the best circumstances, and uh, mm-hmm. and they've got to think of how they might best. You know, be financially, uh, you know, remunerated, and uh, playing Test cricket is probably not one of those ways. You know, playing T Twenty cricket, yeah, different story. It's not. Yeah, it's definitely. like it's a different sport, or or pursuing uh, other other athletic pursuits like like soccer or or, or basketball, um, or even American football. We've seen yeah, a, a yeah. fair few guys of Jamaican descent mm-hmm. play in the, the real NFL. Big mm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, back to the India. No Kohli, India. <laughs> yeah, the India. Uh, yeah, no Kohli uh, for for the India. Um, Chigga Darwin was Chigga Darwin. Yeah, so Rohit didn't play the ODIs, but played the T20s. Okay, um, and all the Kohli chat, the Kohli watch was you know the whole history yeah, of this podcast. Uh, Virat Kohli has not scored an international <laughs> hundred. 
Uh, does he make their best 11 for the T20 World Cup here in Australia in, geez, only a few months' time now? Mm-hmm. There's a T20 Asian Cup, which will start mm-hmm. at the end of this month yep. in the Emirates. He's in the squad for that. Mm-hmm. There's six Asian teams playing. Top of my head, we're going to have subcontinent India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Afghanistan, Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. One other? Are the Emirates playing in it? There's, I think there's six, if you wouldn't mind chasing that one up there for us. Monks? Or is it five? Five, five in the UAE. One to be confirmed. Oman? Oman? Yep. Yes. So so those five um, test cricket playing nations plus Oman? In the UAE. Uh, so Coley is named yeah. in that he, you'd imagine, needs runs. We're mm-hmm. talking about Surya Kumar Yadav being the number two ranked T20 international cricketer uh, batsman at the moment. Uh, with him, Shikhar Darwin and Rohit Sharma at the top of that order, mm-hmm. uh, punt, you know, locks to about four or five. Is mm-hmm. there a spot for Virat Kohli in the T20 World Cup? I don't know. Looking like no. On form. On yeah. form, looks like no. Because you, you then start the, the leadership and cultural chat. Like, he brings the firebread and has the leadership, uh, you know, being a veteran. But, yeah, yeah if, if you're not getting runs with the with the bat then you're really not fulfilling your number one duty in the in the squad so yes i think he needs um some good runs to have a good average you know maybe he probably won't turn up in, the, in that that tournament but you know if he gets a decent average out there and mm. say like, yeah i've got decent form yeah it's not big scores but i'm contributing then maybe he can well, well i think he should keep on that regards he should keep his spot but uh that conversation just keeps going on and we keep talking about this, where they smoke this fire and, yeah, we'll have to see how much longer they uh, give Coley before they um, push him off. My personal thoughts is he doesn't make their starting 11 for the World Cup. I think he'll start their 11 for the World Cup for other reasons, not cricket-related. Okay. As in sells tickets and money, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Interesting, <laughs> interesting thoughts. Very interesting. Uh, um, sorry, it's yet? not Oman. The... 2020 Asian Cup qualifier is being hosted in Oman. Ah, uh, so, so they have been playing. So they have been playing a comp. Um, yep. So Oman, there was two groups um, in the group stage. So we had um, Bahrain, Kuwait, Oman, mm-hmm. and Maldives in one group. Nah, um, that was Qatar, not Kuwait. Was it not? Bar- Qatar, sorry. Yeah. Kuwait was in the other group yeah. <laughs> with yeah. the United Arab Emirates, uh, Sudan. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Wow. <laughs> we thought you looked tired today. Are you okay? I, something's going on. I don't know what's, what's that happening. That big drive from Sydney, it's really, it's really must, Friday. Must have. Um, you, you're getting me excited yeah. for a Sudan. It's a good quick, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Asian, yeah. Asian cup as well. Probably feel very um, well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they're in Asia. <laughs> good point. Good yeah. point. <laughs> so we had Saudi Arabia, Iran, and then... There was a whole lot of other teams. Um, so we had Singapore, Hong Kong, Malaysia, Nepal, and Thailand got through those all right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so the final round, Robin, to get into um, the Asian Cup, um, we've got United Arab Emirates, Kuwait, mm-hmm. Singapore, mm-hmm. and Hong Kong. For that fighting one, one last spot. For that one last spot, yep. Interesting. Ooh, yeah. You got it's Team Hong Kong? Team, team Hong Kong, let's course, go. All the way. Let's go. <laughs> uh, and Tim David, I imagine, not playing for Singapore? Question. They haven't named their squads yet. I uh, I can't imagine. He would want to play for Australia in the World Cup, surely. Surely. Tim David so. of fake Singaporean heritage <laughs> <laughs> frame. Well, what are they doing at the moment? Like, he could just be getting match time. He could be playing for Singapore at the moment. To get some match can, time. 
Look, because I don't think they're, they're. I feel like he might be playing in England. Okay, think, county. Yeah, I th- right. yeah. I feel like he might be playing in England. Yeah, it's probably fair. No, he's in that squad. He's in that squad. There you go. Can you see the last time he played for Singapore though? Top, top. Yep. Yep. Uh, last no. no, no. So has hasn't. Here you go. How how closely we've been following Singaporean <laughs> cricket of late. Yeah. Hasn't played since when? 2019. Yeah, la- yeah, last time. Yeah, Tim David will be wanting to play for Australia in the future. I'd imagine. Yes, mm. I'd say so. Um, India do play three ODIs against Zimbabwe before that starts. That's my little segue into uh, Zimbabwean cricketer Ryan Burl, who uh, launched 34 runs off and over this week against Bangladesh. And Zimbabwe won a T20 series against Bangladesh 2-1. And Sri Lanka beat Pakistan uh, in the second test at home. That means they finished that test series mm-hmm. one apiece. So mm-hmm. Sri Lanka won a piece with Pakistan at home, won a piece against Australia. At home, not the not too bad. They probably weren't fancied to win so either of those. Was it T Twenty? No, Test match. Oh, Test match. Oh, yep. okay. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, I think Dan and Jaya De Silva made a hundred, batting seven mm. in that one. Uh, the uh, is it Prabath Jayasuriya, famous last name. Mm. Uh, I think he took a five uh, to get them home in that one after Pakistan won the first Test. Was following the Singaporean team at the Asian Cup a bit too yeah, closely, etc., yeah. etc. Et uh, yeah, we we are we do love cricket. We do like talking it on this podcast. Often we'll start with cricket uh, at the top of the podcast, but given it's a little bit slow it's at, the moment, at the moment, yeah, yeah we've been focusing uh, more on our domestic footy. Mm. Finished with the Commonwealth Games. Oh yeah, Commonwealth Games, India versus Australia uh, for the gold medal match um, this evening. This uh, evening, our time. So. Yes. They'll there. It'll be. Oh, I think it might be a day game over there because they'll have a closing ceremony. I imagine. I'm kind of talking out of my ass here. Don't really know. Uh, but, <laughs> but it's Australia and uh, and India f- uh, in the girls' uh, gold medal game uh, for the inaugural um, women's yep. gold medal uh, for cricket in the Commonwealth Games. Staying over in England, we have EPL opening weekend. Uh, so the first weekend of the 38-game regular season of English Premier League. Uh, the team's coming up, Fulham, Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest. Good to see yep. them back in uh, the top flight uh, for the first time in 23 years, the first time in the 21st century for the former uh, ch- you know, champions of Europe, two-time champions of Europe, Nottingham Forest. Uh, they replaced Burnley, Watford and Norwich. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a, a rule change this year to bring the EPL in line with the other big European mm-hmm. leagues uh, who have all had five substitutions recently rather than three. Mm-hmm. So you can sub on five guys uh, okay. this year in the EPL. I've just got the top six, te- the, you know, the big six, I should say. Uh, probably will be the top six at the end of the, the year, given <laughs> the, the nature of the Before APL. Before you went on that, I was just going to confirm. So Fulham won their first game. No, they drew with Liverpool. Oh, I drew, so yeah. Yep, two yes, all. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I've actually got the results there. Oh. Uh, if you want to just scroll down a, oh, okay. a bit there, Monks. Arsenal won opening night, two zip against Crystal Palace. Yeah, um, and, 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 and Tottenham's currently top of the table after their 4-1 Win over Southampton. Southampton did score first in that one, um, and then well, Bournemouth they uh, did win theirs, so they're second on the table currently. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> one game play. I have seen Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, we haven't seen City or United play. They play uh, tonight out of that big six. 
Uh, yes, so let's talk these big six teams. I've got the odds there, courtesy of our friends at Sportsbet. Uh, there is a overwhelming favourite, uh, but I've got just got them there in alphabetical order. Arsenal, $1.62. Arsenal, $26 to win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, have started off their campaign with a win uh, against Crystal Palace. Uh, they brought in Man City pair Gabriel Jesus and Alexander Zinchenko. Uh, so um, that'll be their starting left back and striker. Um, and I think Jesus opened his account um, with a goal against Palace the other night. Uh, they do part ways with long-time um, forwards uh, in uh, Pierre-Emerick Umbamayang and Alexandra Lacazette, who was a club captain last year. So uh, Gabriel Jesus, uh, you know, scored bulk goals for Man City. It's a massive signing for Arsenal to pick him. Yep. Um, pick him up. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they go. Chelsea uh, at $20 staying in London. Uh, they paid uh, Brighton their biggest transfer fee um, ever for Mark Cucurea, um, the Spanish uh, wingback. Uh, mm-hmm. They paid him £60 million. Pounds. Uh, it's a, um, four times what Brighton paid for him. Uh, Chelsea do like their Spanish wingbacks. In, uh, they've got currently Marcus Alonso and club captain Cesar Azpulicoleta uh, there. Uh, and the other big signing for them, Raheem Sterling. Uh, yep. 47.5 million pounds over from Man City of unrelated to our Jermaine Sterling fame. Yep. Uh, so, so that's uh, <laughs> uh, their big two signings there for Chelsea. Now, the big two that's been the big two for the last few seasons here in uh, in Liverpool and Man City. Liverpool, uh, $3.20 from Sportsbet to win the whole thing. Darwin Nunes, the Uruguayan striker, he opened his account last night. Check out that goal if you haven't. Uh, on the end of a cross, and goes the right foot flick, so behind the left leg, to put that in the back of the old onion bag. Um, but they weren't able to uh, win at Fulham. They were like a dollar twenty to win away at, uh, at Fulham, uh, and had to try and go from behind um, last night. And then Man City dollar sixty two favourites for the whole season. No value. <laughs> <laughs> no value. Um, <laughs> have bought well. We did talk about, uh, you know, Gabriel Jesus, uh, Alexander Zinchenko, Raheem Sterling, that's three of their starters, going to other clubs. But the big signing in the offseason, obviously, in uh, Borussia Dortmund striker Erling Haaland, mm-hmm. the big Norwegian, comes in uh, for £51 million. Pounds, uh, and Calvin Phillips as well. They paid £50 million pounds for him, the uh, midfielder from Leeds. Uh, they're, they're favourites for a reason. Um, they're with Haaland up front. They're probably stronger than they were last year. They're yeah. going for a three-peat, um, two titles in a row. Um, it's it's. I hate to say that it might be another two-horse race, but it looks like another two-horse race between um, between Liverpool and Man City United. Yep. Uh, $41, the longest of the, the big six odds yes. there. Brought in Christian Eriksen and uh, Lissandra Martinez of Ajax fame. All eyes around Christian Ra- Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you what the recent chat was for him. Hard to chase up. Uh, the the shit thing, and it shits me to tears with the APL and, and soccer. Is he named in the squad to play? That's what. Well, they don't name the team uh, until about 45 minutes before the game starts. Okay. So... All the articles that I'm reading are saying that he's a good chance to play tonight. Whether if 
or not he starts uh, may, may be the issue. Yeah. Barely played in their preseason. Uh, we saw United come out to Australia. They played in Thailand or Singapore, he I believe, as well. Uh, and him and Eric Ten Hag, they, in the game that he did play, there wasn't great body language, didn't seem to be a lot of chemistry. We've spoken a lot about Ronaldo yeah. uh, wanting to play Champions League and, and maybe turning his back on the Red Devils. Uh, so we'll know, I suppose, in the next... Uh, what tw- yeah, twelve hours if um, if Ronaldo plays tonight, and yeah. and well, how he, and how much do we read into it as well? He yeah. could play the first four games, and then yeah, get, he play the first month, with and then United and then, and then go Champions off to a team that's playing Champions League football. Yeah. It's actually only five hours, five oh, or six early? six hours, yeah, early early yeah. ish game, out, so yeah. about eleven eleven thirty. Our time tonight, mm. uh, yeah. so they don't, they don't have they've just got squads, don't they? Just yeah. a squad, yeah. 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 Be interesting to see how Christian Eriksen goes as well. Um, you know, mm-hmm. career resurgence uh, at Brentford last year. I feel for Brentford, you know, you, you <laughs> revive his career, uh, you know, after that, that shocking experience uh, at, at the Euros. Gave him an opportunity. And, uh, and, and then as, as soccer, you know, as it always happens, mm-hmm. a bigger club comes through and snaps, snaps him up. But for Christian Eriksen, the bloke, you know, for him to go from what happened in the Euros to, to being an elite player again and now at a big club, good, you know, good on, good on him. Mm-hmm. And as a United fan myself, I hope that uh, he's able to uh, look like old Christian Eriksen um, again, uh, you know, uh, playing for the Red Devils. Um, and his former club, Tottenham, are fourteen dollars. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they're actually the, the third favourite outside of um, Man City and Liverpool. And I like what they've done in the off season, bringing in Ivan Perisic, is Basima, and Richarlison. Uh, they haven't. The big thing is, like, they're, they're not massive ins. Perisic maybe has a like a more of a mentoring role um, for the for their uh, wing backs. Yep. Uh, Richarlison maybe might start. Um, Oh, well, they, they played last night, actually. So if you can see the starting 11 there, uh, Monks, if you wouldn't mind. The big thing for them is... They, they, won, they won well. They won <laughs> well. They conceded first and then put four on Southampton last night. Uh, but the big thing for them is they've retained all their big players. Harry Kane didn't go anywhere. Son didn't go anywhere. Um, they're, they're, they're third favourite for a reason. And they, they might be the most improved team mm. this year. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Who are you looking uh, for? Uh, yeah, just... So they played they played a three Team four list, yeah. played a three four three last night. Uh, yeah, Perisic did not play. Did he take the field? Yes, he was subbed on. So it's it's essentially that they're, they're lining up similar in terms of their starting lineup mm-hmm. as they did last year, but maybe a little bit more depth um, with with Basuma and Perisic there coming off off the bench for Tottenham Hotspur. That'll do us, I think, in terms of the EPL. Bundesliga League Un also kicked off this week. La Liga Serie A kick off next week. Uh, Barcelona in big, big trouble in terms of their money. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sold sold Lionel Messi for a, a, a bunch, um, mm-hmm. what, a, a bit over a year ago. Yep. And it has seemed like they've been spending a little bit um, too frivolously and can't play. Can't pay, sorry, some of their well, current and historically gave him a fuckload of money as well. So yeah, <laughs> exactly, and it's crazy for a club. You know, this is one of the biggest sports clubs of any code in the world, mm. uh, and there, there's a bunch of these ex players that are or ex and current players that are saying they haven't received their match payments or their wages for, for quite some time. Mm. Um, Did 
UEFA might have to step in and sanction them and say yeah, yeah. you've got to pay these players yeah. before it, you know anything happens. Did, um, did COVID is not letting them register their new. Yeah, so, got, yeah, so, so okay. I think they they bought four new players and they, they can't play them. They can't register them, can't play them. Can't play them okay. until okay. everyone gets paid. Bitch, you better have my money. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. It's such a it's so weird that this can happen at that level. This yeah, well, I was going to ask you if um, how COVID had impacted their league because because uh, I know a lot of the well across Europe, of course, they shut down all the soccer leagues. And yeah, so they played in front of empty. Uh, yeah. Fans, not last season, and I think, well, maybe the start of last season, but definitely the season yeah, before. Yeah, and I wonder also then following that with the loss of Messi, their sponsorship deals and all that other stuff, they've kind of maybe fallen through, and um, the, the the extra zeros they had on their yearly balance sheet have uh, dried up. So yeah, maybe in a bit of a tough spot at the moment as they transition into you know new club. You look, no Messi, etc. Anything there on how that that's happened? No, not really. The the not big really. name, I suppose, in all of this is Robert Lewandowski, arguably yeah. the best striker in Europe, who they have signed from from Bayern Munich. Uh, so until uh, there's some kind of uh, you know. Uh, finances going in the direction of these unpaid players, uh, Lewandowski might not be able to take the take the field. So would he renege? Good question. Yeah, well, like, if oh, I can't if play, I, oh, if I can't play, and I'm not getting paid, if I can't play, yeah. and you know, I've been arguably the best striker in yeah. Europe for like can't guarantee year. you're going to pay me. Yeah, uh, and does buy does buy Munich just snap him straight back up and get him back? Mm. I think they won six one last night, so maybe not struggling in, in terms <laughs> of being able to um, score goals. No. Uh, buy Munich going for their eleventh or twelfth. Fucking uh, Bundesliga title yeah. uh, in a row, which is is just kind of you know again where where soccer's at. Uh, yeah, does does Lewandowski start looking elsewhere? It'd be interesting. I'm sure they'll be able to try and make space for him. It's maybe it's their other signings that mm. that suffer. I haven't followed this closely enough either. Um, you know, but I, more to come, I'd say. Yeah. Like yeah. it just has been a little bit hard to get information about it. Yeah, um, well, yeah. Like well, Barcelona trying really to bury the shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a few rugs and a few sweeps involved. <laughs> yes, that's it. Yeah. Okay. We, we will watch. We will follow. Watch this space. <laughs> watch this space. Uh, anyways, new season of EPL. Uh, it's got me intrigued. Uh, at least until. Mm. Uh, and I hope it doesn't eventuate like this. Give ten uh, weeks, and ten weeks, and and City Liverpool and City haven't lost, and and then it's a big jump down to everyone yeah, else. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's the start of the year, and and that for me um, is, okay. is exciting. And and watching some of the highlights from last night, full crowds, atmosphere, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all the the story around around Nottingham Forest, a, a team that's won Champions Leagues. Um, before mm. you know, being back after after over mm. twenty years out of the top flight, mm. um, all the all the hoopla around Ronaldo, um, it, I, I'm intrigued at the moment. Yeah, uh, can James, you have a quick look for me? When do Liverpool play Man City? Oh, that's that's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, again, uh, make it work know, over that, time. That, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> that's, that's why he earns big bucks down here uh, on, yeah. on the end. Uh, yeah, I was just wondering if it'd be early in the season or towards later on. Now, well, they obviously play. They'll play each other twice. <laughs> when he's the first meeting last year, that that was so much of uh, uh, you know us following. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone really following the APL was uh, the, the matchups between Man City and Liverpool. You've got the schedule there yep. for Liverpool. 17th of October, uh, they host Man City. So that's about that's match day 10. First one there. Yeah. Yep. Ish. So, Ten-ish. yeah, before halfway, that kind of makes sense, I guess. All right. Put it in your calendars. Is that 10? Yeah, 10. Oh! 
Ooh, on the dot. Let's go. Hey, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was an absolute stab in the dark. <laughs> Lucky it was 10 because I was just going 10 because it wasn't 9 or 11. You know, it's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's just worked out. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Uh, from the EPL over, over the pond uh, to the NFL, a sport that we uh, do enjoy mm-hmm. watching mm-hmm. and playing fantasy football. We'll start with Hall of Fame chat yep. into yep. news, yep. into fantasy. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, so the Hall of Fame game, we won't spend too much on at all. The Raiders beat the Jaguars 27-11. Not many starters. No. Uh, did see Josh Jacobs get a mm. little bit of the rock. Did see Trayvon Walker get his first uh, sack, although it doesn't really count because uh, it's preseason. But yeah. <laughs> uh, did see him out there, the number one pick overall. Uh, and the Hall of Famers um, were announced a week Hall of Fame um in comparison class, to, class? yeah, the, the class overall was um, probably not as well known as previous ones considering some of the guys that missed out mm-hmm. and I guess the, what, what's coming next uh, next year in, in for first first balance. Um, yeah, I guess maybe that was the case, um, knowing with the, the huge list that's coming up that this is probably the last chance for a lot of these guys and whether that weighed into it at all. But, yeah, for, the, for those that don't know, it was a bit of a down class. Um, can I leave you two to run through the eight guys? Just briefly, don't, I don't know, just mention who they were, uh, what they did. I'm busting for a piss. Marks, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to run us through the names? And, uh, and I'll be back. Yeah, sure. So to kick it off, uh, we had Tony Baselli um, mm-hmm. from the Jags. Uh, he was a lineman. Um, Five-time pro baller. Five-time pro ball. Um, yeah, probably one of the Jags' better players in that decade when they came into the league. Yeah, uh, rumours was, I think he was the first um, Jackson Jaguars players yeah. to be drafted. Yep. Um, played through from 1995 season all the way through to 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, after him, we had Cliff Branch. Um, so he was posthumously um, inducted into the Hall of Fame. He yep. unfortunately passed away about three years ago. So he was a Raiders. Yeah. yeah well, 71 yeah. years old and he played in the 70s. Played in the 70s, yeah. Um, played for the Raiders there. Um, Three-time Super Bowl champ, four-time Pro Bowls. Mm. Allegedly ran a 10-second 100 metre in 1972. Which is very quick. fast. Would have won the Commonwealth Games uh, the other night. So, yeah, very fast. Definitely. Um, Yeah, after him, we had Leroy Butler um, of Packers fame. He played played as a safety for the Packers Mm -hmm. um, in the, I suppose, Right across the 90s, mm-hmm. I guess we'd say. Yep. Um, four-time first-team All-Pro and Super Bowl champ uh, with the Packers there. After them, after after Butler, sorry, uh, we had Art McNally. Um, so he was um, inducted as, I guess, one of those not player. Um, yeah, um, service to the game. Yeah, that's think, it. That's yeah. it. So he was a long-standing uh, official. Um, he also... I guess was the leader of the officiating, drove a lot of what the officiating is in the game today. Mm-hmm. Um, so he yeah, inducted in the Hall of Fame for his officiating career, which spanned from 1968 all the way through to 1990. Um, after him, we had Sam Mills, linebackers uh, for the Saints and Panthers. Um, five Pro Bowls, uh, one time All-Pro. Came through from the USFL to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, had over 13,000, 1,300 
13,000 would be impressive. But yeah, 1,300 tackles. Um, 13,000 tackles across his career. Which is still, yeah, a heap, heap of tackles. Crazy, yeah. We're sort of wondering why he was probably in the list to begin with, and that's probably sort of the indication of... Yeah, great stats. Five-time Pro Bowl and one-time All-Pro. Like, definitely a linebacker, a good linebacker there and um, mm. in the 90s. And a lot of these guys actually were from that ni- kind of 90s, early 2000 era. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a throwback. Uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah, he, yeah, he mm. played from 1986 all the way through to 1997. Um, after him, we had Richard Seymour, um, D. Lyman. Um, which which is probably the w- most well-known one, I'd say, on this list uh, since the turn of the century. Um, for, for NFL fans, they would know of Richard Seymour. Yeah, definitely yeah. for people our age, uh, younger mm. fans. Uh, he was the first name uh, that I recognised mm-hmm. on this uh, on this list. Um, it was interesting seeing him uh, get... He did like a little um, presser or a little mm-hmm. interview during the um, Raiders Jags uh, game. Has not blown out at all. Like is still <laughs> <laughs> is still traps big. and shoulders and a big big yep. man. Yeah, I think they do the Hall of Fame speeches this week as well. Oh, okay, um, again, yes. Uh, uh, Dick yeah. Vermeil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, coach. Huge, huge, long career. Yeah, um, we we're looking at it before party. We just. Yeah, couldn't believe how long he'd been in the in and around the game for. I guess, yeah, and in in two different fields. So, fifteen mm. years as a head coach. Uh, firstly, with the Eagles, went through the Rams as a quarterback coach, and uh, I think at UCLA and uh, a little bit in college. Uh, but mm. then got got his start uh, with the Rams. Um, you know, in in some of the, the smaller coaching gigs, uh, and then mm. his first head coach tenure was with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And then a fifteen-year hiatus. We thought, oh, geez, what's he? What was he doing then? He was yeah. calling games. He was a <laughs> he was an announcer and a and a broadcaster. And then thought, no, okay, no, I want to. I've got the itch. I want to go back and uh, mm-hmm. and be a head coach again. And he goes back and coaches the Rams to their Super Bowl in in two thousand with the greatest show on turf, mm-hmm. uh, one of the greatest offenses ever put together. Um, I was watching um, on Seven Mate down under here. We, we get a little bit of the old uh, <laughs> NFL, NFL um, America's game, I think America's it's. game kind of stuff. They do a lot of top hundreds and, and things, yep. and they were mm. uh, going through the greatest plays in in um, you know uh, NFL history, and the the classic one from that Super Bowl uh, where Mike the where, Jones. Uh, and where where the Titans receiver I forget his name, but um, Steve McNair hits him on the slant, and he mm. gets tackled. One yard short, agonisingly short, does does the reach out, and uh, and it was that game there where, where Dick Vermeil was the head coach. Yeah, mm. Mike Jones with the tackle, by the way. Mike Jones, mm-hmm. yeah, there you go. Um, Kevin Dyson, thank so you, thank you, Path Patel. There you go. Uh, just um, back on his stint at Philly as well. So he inherited a four and ten team, mm-hmm. um, and he took that team through to the Super Bowl as well. So he took two teams to the Super Bowl. Um. There and then also inherited a pretty average or less than average Kansas City's chief team <laughs> and yes. took them all the way through um, to championship games as well. So, 01 to 05, who are we talking there? Is that like Trent Green? Yes. Trent Green, Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the famous Tony Gonzalez, Dante yeah. Hall. This is when, um, like when we were first starting to follow the sport. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, so by all accounts, like coming as head, head coach to mm. less than average teams and turning them around real quick in one, two year span um, and then sort of retiring or from that position, walking away and just going on something else. How old <laughs> each is he? Time. He'd, uh, he'd be an old man question. these days. 
85 years old. Yep. Yeah. Ah, same birthday as me. <laughs> Happy birthday to Munson and Dick Vermeule uh, yeah. when that comes up in October. Yeah. <laughs> and the last one uh, yep. uh, admitted this yep. year, Bryant Young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 49ers, uh, D-Tackle, Super Bowl champ, 1995, mm-hmm. um, comeback player of the year and. Uh, 1999. After breaking his leg and having a metal rod inserted in there, Mm -hmm. uh, pretty impressive to even play football again after that. Yeah. Uh, Four times pro bowler. um, Yeah, I think 89 and a half sacks. Oh, yeah. So nearly, you know, just short of the 100 sack club there. Mm. As good as all these guys are, yeah, I think you have to say it is probably a weaker class. Um, Some of the names that missed out, Patrick Willis. Tory Holt is still waiting to get in. Tory big game of, Holt. I think Reggie Wayne's in that list as Reggie well. Like Wayne. There's, there's heaps of wide receivers, which I think probably a problem with the the, the wide receiver classes. Like they're all fighting and um, getting compared to against each yeah. other. And so. do they also take into account perhaps the changing of the game, like the numbers that the modern day receiver can put up? Maybe is obviously you gotta remember it's the 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 media dinosaurs voting on this stuff. So. Well, that's true, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit of bias <laughs> there as well. Yeah. I have no doubt that Tory Holt and Reggie Wayne find themselves so, in the yes. Hall of Fame at one day. It may just be mm. a waiting game for them. The other thing is as well is maybe honouring some of these older blokes before they get a bit well, too old and, and can't be there. You know, we Yeah, this is what James and I said. That with, with what's coming up, this potentially could have been the last time for a lot of these guys to, to you know, get a look in. Mm. So they've done them a solid and they've done this class of um, guys that predominantly played in the, the 90s, um, well, before, before the turn of the century because mm-hmm. um, uh, there's a lot of guys coming past that that are now up for, up for selection. Uh, in terms of guys that are in that list, have you mm-hmm. mentioned them? No, I haven't. No, not yet. What's up next? Cam Chancellor, Dwight Freeney, James Harrison, CJ 2K, Darrell Reavers, Joe Thomas all become <laughs> eligible next this year. year. Yep. You'd imagine a fair That's few crazy. of those guys are first ballers. Yeah, we. Well, yeah. Joe Thomas and Reavers definitely. And yeah, Reaver, uh, James Harrison, I think, has to. to yeah, uh, like well. just just based on on his wingness, like two Super Bowl, like and yep. then what he did in, in a few Super Bowls as well. Yeah, mm. uh, he'd be pretty unlucky to miss out first time. Uh, it'd be it'll be a really interesting class next year. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let's go through some NFL news, the good and with the bad. Now, yes. Sean, our resident Broncos. Die hard here. Bad news for Tim Patrick. Poor fella did his ACL this week in practice Tuesday at practice. Uh, yep. Did sign a three-year, three, $35 million extension last year. Um, this hurts okay. them, although their receiving core is pretty deep this year. Yeah. and with, with Sutton and Judy. Yes. And Hamler is back from injury mm. uh, from last year. So that's two back-to-back ACLs um, for for wide receivers for, for Denver because Hamler did his ACL last year mm-hmm. um, in training camp, I believe, as well. So, um, yeah, it's it's, it's tough. Uh, they've got Seth Williams there, who's another big receiver from draft pick from last year and Washington, who they drafted this year, um, late, late, late picks wide receivers. So they've got some guys there potentially to fill in. But I think, I mean, Sutton, Judy, got to take the big load and then Hamlin is the, the speed guy can uh, hopefully do a job there. A small, shifty guy, isn't he? Yeah. CJ yeah. Hamler. Yeah. yeah. And they've got two two tight ends that are more in the receiving than they are blocking tight ends as well. So it just it means, you know, those 50-odd receptions he's going to get, those, you know, 60, 70-odd targets uh, will just have to be distributed around the other guys. Um, we'll have to see what that looks like. Um, but, yeah, you can't replace Tim Patrick straight away. Um, kind of led to the chat maybe, you know, OBJ, et cetera, is still out there, whether they go – Potentially get another guy like that to, to come across. But and again, he'll be, it won't be playing the early 
part of the year with coming back from an ACL himself. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, uh, I think it's more, more wait and see. See what they've got, see what they've got in the young guys come through preseason and then maybe reevaluate with some of those free agents. But yeah, that's you know, unfortunate. Um, they had another running back, Crockett, who's their, usually the preseason running back. He blew his ACL on the same day. So. Uh, and not anyone's. There's a, there's a, the league's getting a bit banged up at the moment. Mm. Um, Monday blew his knee out, uh, corner for the Saints as well. Mm. Uh, season done. Um, so yeah, it's uh, one of the things that goes with football and training camp is, is, is injuries. Is yeah. injuries mm. And at the moment, um, well, a lot of that ends up being knee, knee and leg related, um, unfortunately. An interesting story this week. Uh, in, in my man, my main man, <laughs> we got him up, hanging up there, uh, Aaron Rodgers, the back-to-back MVP of the league. Yep. And this speaks volumes to where we're at as a society, I think. Uh, you know, Acceptance. Acceptance. Yeah, and, and podcasts and, and what people are willing to say. Yep. So Aaron Rodgers went on the Aubrey Marcus podcast. I wasn't super familiar with this guy. I uh, did a little bit of research. Uh, he's been on Joe Rogan a bunch. Uh, he's uh, company on it, I think Rogan uh, mm-hmm. is involved with as yep. well. Uh, he's into f- fitness. He's a he's a good-looking, shredded rooster. And he speaks very articulately. I listened to the podcast. Uh, but also- got a lot in common with us, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shredded, good looking, successful, speaks well, strong. He speaks well. He's friends with Aaron Rodgers, uh, and trips in 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 Peru on ayahuasca. Uh, heaps in common, heaps in common. But it was it was an interesting listen. And yeah. uh, Aaron Rodgers, one of the more articulate, thoughtful guys that you'll ever come across in. Any contact sport, I mm-hmm. think, is, mm-hmm. is fair. I was I was listening uh, to part of this uh, in the car with the wife, mm-hmm. and she said, is this guy a, f- a football player? I said, not only is he a football player, he is the two-time defending <laughs> MVP <laughs> of the NFL. And she said, wow, that's that's impressive. Uh, yeah, definitely uh, not much wheat-gutter dog chat no. in this <laughs> podcast at all. Um, but, yeah, it, it's very 2022. He has mm-hmm. made appearances on Pat McAfee before. Joe Rogan has spoken about his dealings with Aaron Rodgers, but he hasn't been a guest yep. on there. Uh, Rodgers hasn't really liked facing the media that much over the last few years. Well, uh, he's very much been exclusively like doing uh, McAfee's pod- podcast thing, you yeah. know, as a review mm-hmm. of the, the games from the weekend. Um, yeah, that's really the only big media he does outside of the, the you know the locker room press conferences. And there was very little football. Sp- there, there, there are mm. times uh, that they spoke about football in this, uh, but not in a sense in in the way that we would would talk about football more as mm. to what it means to him and what it means to to mm. people. Mm. Uh, but a lot of you know what goes on between the ears um, for for Aaron Rodgers spoke uh, about you know about self love and his mental mm. health mm. and the breakup with Danica Patrick yep. and and well, he's, he's been through a few breakups unfortunately and for. Old Roger, indeed, indeed, and and spoke openly about mm. going to Peru and doing ayahuasca and and tripping balls, yeah. which is pretty crazy for for a professional athlete on forty odd million US dollar a well, year contract. It, it, it's it's the only way he's going to imagine to have like decent wide receivers on his team. So he's <laughs> <laughs> seeing thirty thousand of uh, them. Uh, yeah, he's just l- like oh, l- Hopkins, Devante still here. They drafted me receivers. Yeah. Yeah, there's an easy, easy joke yeah, there to be made, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, but uh, as a Packers fan, yeah, also wouldn't mind <laughs> a little, a little bit of a better receiving yeah. core. Uh, but yeah, 
like both of them talking openly about the psychedelic experience. Uh, guys that are post their career or don't have, you know, uh, the mainstream media to deal with uh, going out and doing that. This I can see it. It's it's just it is strange for for. Well, just use McAfee again as a comparison. Like it's post career, you know, with that, and he very open and mm. about um, well during his playing career, but mm. it's all post, you know, mm. you know edibles, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So mm. I yeah, think it's where we're at as a, yeah. as a society. Yep. As a society, people uh, are a little very bit less, less judgmental uh, about uh, you know. Stuff that may or may not be legal. Obviously, it's in Peru. It's it's, it's legal. They've been doing it yeah. for thousands of years. Yeah, as uh, long as he's not trying to take it across borders, etc. Um, you know, take things into Russia. Um, <laughs> then yeah, yeah, he'll be all right. Poor, poor uh, Brittany Griner. Yeah. Poor Brittany Griner. Uh, it's, we're not we're not talking NBA today because yeah. there hasn't been a lot of news. But uh, she she has been sentenced to nine years nine for half, yeah. uh, THC oil. Mm-hmm. Oil, cannabis oil, nothing that actually even gets you high. It's just good for yeah, her yeah. joints. Um, you could probably have a whole podcast discussing that. Um, but yeah, uh, now it becomes a political porn. Um, yes, unfortunately. There. So, so yeah, interesting. Listen, if you're into that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I'd recommend it. Um, did, he did get asked during the week during our training camp because um, Tom Brady's birthday. Uh, mm-hmm. Would he play to 45? His answer was no. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Tom. Uh, 30, so. 38, Rogers. So you'd have to play another seven so, seasons. Yeah. It's pretty right. wild yes. to think about. I was watching Rodney Harrison on the mm-hmm. coverage mm-hmm. of the Jags Raiders game and mm-hmm. thinking. He mustn't be that much older than Tom. No, he's forty nine. He's four years old. Right? Yeah. That man has been retired a long, long, long time. Long time. It's uh, mm. he's the goat for a reason. Well, uh, we talked to Willis McGahey before. He's forty and been retired <laughs> for like <laughs> six or seven years. Like. It, well, the, the the Calvin Johnson chat they yeah. about how he was first year um, straight into the Hall of Fame last year. Yeah. He debuted. Retired, had five years out of the league, and went into the Hall of Fame during Tom Brady's career. Ridiculous kind of shit. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, the Dolphins are in trouble this week. It kind of stemmed from the what started as the Brian Flores investigation into um, you know racial injustice and him being treated uh, poorly, um, and then it kind of they had a sort of secondary finding was that there was impermissible communication. With Tom Brady from the Dolphins, Sean, did you did you follow yeah, well, much of this, and, and what was your take from it? Well, the investigation kicked off from the tanking comments, so they were trying to figure out whether they, you know, had initially tanked, uh, been asked to tank, uh, lose games. So was this so obviously an investigation around everything as well? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'd, I'd read that Flores. It would had been an investigation into him as well. Yeah, well, he was a coach at the Dolphins at the time, and he was saying, "Yeah, they asked this, you know, as part of the tanking thing." And then, then remember, Hugh Jackson uh, came out and said, "Yeah, I was asked the same." And, and they, then it was the interview that Flores had with someone else where yes. the race thing came into. Yes, it. and the Bilicek, you know, sending out at the, the Giants. The, yeah, the Giants and Bilicek yeah. sending out the text to congratulate the wrong dude. So yes. my mistake. My yeah. wires get crossed here too. Yeah, yeah, but but anyway, besides all that. That didn't matter in this context is what happened. Um, through through the investigation, they found that uh, the Dolphins had been tampering uh, with uh, Tom Brady. They'd uh, Initially, when he'd left the Patriots trying mm. to get him involved, uh, come across, uh, but then he picked Tampa, but then when he retired, was leading up to his... No, he was still playing for Tampa, leading up to his initial retirement, mm-hmm. um, whether he'd want to come and play for the Dolphins again. So... Um, again, uh, you know, early contact with Tom Brady to see what would happen, see whether he would come across. So, um, 
you know, leave the, the rules have the guidelines around free agents and people under contract and you know legal tampering. Um, they're they're very strict on this, unlike uh, the, the Australian football codes. So it has cost them a, a first round pick in the upcoming draft and a third round selection in the following draft. And the owner has also been suspended through to 2022. So um, I don't know what that means for him. It means more golf. Paternally, uh, and fine, <laughs> fine horrible. Yeah, fine yeah. one point five mil for uh, a potential billionaire. billionaire. Yeah, you know, chump change. So, um, <laughs> yeah, overall, a bit interesting. So, when they say tampering, why were they not allowed to communicate with Tom Brady? Do we know why it, well, it was so deemed so impermissible? It's because he's not technically a free agent. So, you know, they have the March date of you know when free agents open, and they have the one day earlier for legal tampering. Okay. If you're doing that before that, which I think they caught them talking in like November, December, mm-hmm. then yeah, you're bre- you're essentially breaching that. You're having conversations about moving when you, you know, the window for that hasn't opened, um, so they don't get in the, the into where the NRL is, where they're having contract talks about from you know, yeah, you're currently playing for this team, and then the, you then sign for another team, and then next year, um, the NFL's been very strict about trying to eliminate that so that they. All that conversation happens after the season, so you, you as a fan, know that these guys are going to play for my team for the mm. entire entire year, unless they get traded. But maybe the NRL needs to bring something in uh, down under uh, of the like. Thank you, their path in the comments. Uh, Sean Payton also involved yes, in this as well. well yeah, so that was as as potential head coach to come across and um, you know create that that duo there for the two of them. So yeah. Be interesting how that works for Dolphins. Losing a first-round selection and mm. uh, depending how they go this year, that could be anywhere from, you know, let's just say a mid-teens kind of pick. Um, that's a that's a big pick to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd think they're in the AFC East. The Bills probably win that pretty comfortably uh, mm-hmm. and then it'll be them and the Pats, you'd imagine, kind yep. of vying for, for maybe the wild-card uh, spot there. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton joins the Broncos ownership group. Do you know how much? Has anything been... Tiny, tiny percentage, tiny, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Considering um, what they paid for it. They paid almost just under five bill for this. Uh, um, yeah, I, I don't think... Lewis has made good money. He's made good coin. Yeah, he's not made good much. coin. Maybe uh, not good coin. It, it's more... Um, and this was the same thing that Miami did. You know, low, low percentage, like 1%, let's say, buys into that. Uh, maybe not even that much, but uh, but then he can come in and do the media. He's big name, F1. We talked about F1 as a sport growing across across the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a big name to then potentially push, um, especially I've seen Roscoe, which is um, Lewis Hamilton's bulldog, wearing uh, Broncos gear <laughs> over Instagram. You know, he's got mm. hundreds of – Yeah. He's yeah. got all the followers. Like, yeah. it's, it's spreading – Denver and NFL into bigger markets. It's a so. it's a branding thing exactly. rather exactly. than him actually having any kind of financial power. Yeah, yeah, he's not sitting on the board making decisions, yeah. etc. Swinging it's, swinging axes. Yeah, he he'll probably get um, equivalent of his share in dividends. So it's like mm-hmm. he, NFL teams are licensed to print money, so mm-hmm. it's it's not whatever he invests, he's probably going to get a return on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it also helps being a for them as a big. Um, Face, media face, big, big name dude. And Lewis had been in chat with the Chelsea, like whether he'd be part of that Chelsea deal. So obviously he's been in the market to to do this himself, um, to be involved in in some sports clubs because um, he himself is probably getting close to retirement too. Um, and that's maybe what he can he can then move into is being a bit of a, a face for a very sporting organisation. And we've seen the NFL uh, very big uh, in trying to grow the game in in the UK recently yep. as well with the games in London and, and that partnership. Uh, so maybe having a big British face 
as well there uh, that that maybe play, yep. uh, sort of pl- pl- plays into it. Yeah, and the English they love Lewis, um, mm. well, especially in England because <laughs> he's, he's dominated F one for for a decade. For a long time. They're, yep. they're very happy. It's one of the few things the English do win, so <laughs> they'll they'll take it. <laughs> Shots fired here from Sean. Uh, yeah, we look the Ashes. You know, four and a half to zip. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A, f- a few uh, Steve Smith wickets away from being five zip mm-hmm. at the England cricket team. Hollywood Brown caught speeding 120 miles per hour. That's about 180 k's an hour mm-hmm. uh, off the top of the dome for our Australian slash British slash rest of the world listeners. Uh, <laughs> actually, no, I think they, they might do miles. They in, do miles in, in the UK. Which uh, is, I don't know. I think they do. Uh, anyways. Uh, it's it's a lot faster than what the speed limit would have been. Yeah. And can't condone speeding, but especially after the Henry Rugg shit last year. Well, I think that's, that's mm. that's you know, didn't learn the lesson, essentially. Mm. Um, I think it ends up being a definitely a criminal charge, but because it, it was uh, – I think it was also technically through a school zone as well. Oh, so so it, was, it was like <laughs> – Yeah, it was like – it, it was like – um, it was a lot more over the posted speed limit than it was a lot more over whatever the zone. Like, obviously, he was flying along. Mm. Um, uh, and there was a video came out during the week in LA. The car just went through a red light doing, you know, this kind of speed and eight people died. Um, eight? Yeah, the, the both cars were essentially just flames. Um, mm. So and we talked about Henry Ruggs, et cetera, and what happened uh, in that situation. It's like, yeah. Uh, interesting what will happen with this because uh, Arizona will probably hoping to have um, Brown play for them. Um, of, course, of course, you know, with, with D-Hop being out those first six weeks, uh, yeah, but th- that's, that's why they brought him across. Yeah, but uh, criminal charge, I'm not sure, they were, there's criminal charge, there's another word, it was like federal, I don't think it was federal, but it was like that. The, felony? So, yeah, like, yeah, actual felony, so it was, it was a higher tier. Yeah, because over there there's felonies and then there's misdemeanors, Minus, yeah. is, is I think, the, yeah. I think from my uh, understanding of the US anyway, legal he, system from watching TV shows. He's going to be in trouble and after what happened last year, uh, would not surprise me if Rogers, uh, <laughs> if he's getting some of his power back, will step in here and you know, you'll get a suspension for Brown as well. So yeah, do you think the NFL, games. yeah. I think so. He, the, yeah, they've got to after what happened last year, I would think. Mm. You've got to send a message. Mm. Felony is worse misdemeanor yeah. underneath. Yeah. Let's go. US lawyers over here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. The judge. Good show. <laughs> Brian Cranston. Yeah. you seen that shit? On that, 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 uh, he's a judge. His yeah. son gets involved in some dodgy shit. It's one thing. One thing with the NFL. <laughs> you, 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 like, I haven't seen a fucking. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just think, I'm just thinking about NFL. It's like one thing about for being a fan of the NFL is you do get partially a law degree um, with following some of some of what happens. With oh yeah. the off the field incidents. So, oh yeah. yeah. Anyway, anything there from you, James? Yeah, Max? Um, yeah, county records show that he was accused of travelling at over 85 miles per hour on a section of highway mm. uh, that was posted uh, at 65. Oh, okay, so but, but reports are that um, he was traveling up to 126 20. miles per reports, hour. Reports, but yeah, that's but, when he was but caught. Busted, was but busted was 85. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, criminal speeding is a class three misdemeanor. Uh, 30, so 30 not, days so in jail. Not a felony. Not a felony. A felony. <laughs> felony. <laughs> wow. This felony. Guy. Felony. Yeah. Um, Do you need a hug or something? <laughs> I know you're getting married know. soon, but come yeah, on, man. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, keep going. I don't know keep what's going. going on. Uh, I don't even know what I was saying. 30 days in jail, um, a year of unsupervised probation and a $500 fine. Because 30 days would mean you'd miss week one. 
Yeah, interesting. He doesn't. Hey, he doesn't go to jail over this. No, no I, I wouldn't say so. But it's yeah, where I think it'd be more a Roger thing, um, whether he steps in and goes, um, you know, what happened last year was, you know, Rugs is essentially gone now from the, the league and uh, <laughs> facing big time prison time. Mm-hmm. Didn't learn your lesson. Um, he's a he's a big big fine, and uh, you can miss the say the first half of the year. Would not surprise me. We'll follow that as it unfolds. Now, without having the just before we get on, I just want to go back to the Dolphins real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so they forfeit their first round selection. Yep. Despite that, they do. They will probably still have a first round um, selection anyway oh. because they traded with San Fran yes. a couple of years ago. So yeah. get that's technically San round. Fran's pick, but yes. Technically, but they'll still have a first-round pick, so yeah. they essentially lose nothing. So, <laughs> well, they would have had two first rounds. They would have had two first. So, does that mean well. that Randall will only have thirty-one picks? I don't know. Or it'll be thirty-two and they just get skipped over? Maybe. I wonder how they'd do it. Anyway, watch yeah, watch year. our uh, draft show next year and find out. <laughs> <laughs> get a day off work, you bum. <laughs> <laughs> you wet gutted dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, NFL well, fantasy. Yes, it's nice to remove ourselves yep. from the perils of discussing real life <laughs> and go to fantasy football. Uh, obviously, for those that have been following the show over the last few weeks, uh, we've covered a few other positions. So, yep. Sean, you did your quarterbacks last week. Yeah, the rookies, rookies, and, rookies, and rookies week uh, one, one of the NFL fantasy files here on the Esky. Yep. Now, you're not going to touch on the rookies. Running backs. Running yeah, backs I think we've covered already it. covered them. Go check that video. Link in the description. Have a look at that. Um, so, and also we won't go over every single running back in this because they potentially talk about 100. Mm-hmm. Um, there mm-hmm. is a lot on the list. Um, so, yes, I think uh, I've kind of broken it down into the first kind of rounds. Some guys probably middle tier to look at and um, a few others floating in there plus handcuffs. So Four tiers. Uh, I haven't broken it down yeah, into yeah, tiers. Exact tiers, but let, let's... Yeah, just loose, kind of where loosely, they, loosely, yeah. loosely where they fall. So mm-hmm. uh, so I guess we kick off. Let's talk about first round running backs because unless you're doing a, a zero RB strategy and you're going to pick a bunch of rookies in the middle, um, you're probably trying to get at least one round running back in the first or second round. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, I usually follow the rule of... Uh, I've, I've, I like a self-imposed rule of health mm-hmm. in the first round. Uh, generally to do with the fact... Um, your first rounder is, you know, I like to think you're not going to win your league making first round pick, but, but you, you definitely it. lose yeah. it yep. making the wrong mm. first round pick. Mm. And you really want to take a guy that's low risk um, and is going to, you know, play the full season, um, especially a running back, have over a yeah. thousand yards, et cetera, et cetera. That's, that's kind of an angle you're going for. I suppose in a, like a 10 team league, mm. more so than any other position, your running backs and wide receivers have a huge drop off yeah. after yes. your first it, round or two, especially yes. running back. Especially, yeah, especially, running, running especially running back. Well, I feel like the receiver depth, you can kind yeah. of, if like if someone goes, you might be able to, you know, you sit, you're wide receiver two or you're wide receiver yeah. three, you might be able to take the load. If you lose your RB1, you're up shit great. Yeah, because yeah. you have to play two and they are limited. I will, we'll get to the second round in a minute, but I think there's a bit more the value this year in the second round than there has been in the past. Yeah. But we'll get to that in, in a second. So first rounders. Uh, you're looking probably at Jonathan Taylor, uh, Chris McCaffrey, Eckler, um, Najee Harris, um, Derek Henry, and probably Joe Mixon being is your, your first rounders there. Mm-hmm. Um, so of that lot, for me, uh, I've got it listed there. CMC, I, I wouldn't draft CMC. Injury concerns? Injury concerns. Like the, but, but the ceiling, the ceiling is but it's all so the ceiling, high. But also if you've... 
you know, he might have won you a league three years ago, but yep. the last two years you've probably finished in the bottom bottom uh, ranks. Yeah. He's a big, big out. Um, so make him someone else's problem is what I'm getting at. Uh, <laughs> let someone else pick CMC and uh, see whether he can rebound. Um, I generally, if you come off an injured year, back to my health rule, uh, I like to see a year out of that running back, go back to where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so – uh, actually, not on that list, but I sure was meant to add was probably Dalvin Cook. Um, I was going to ask about Dalvin. Yeah, yeah, I think in the list I had, a, for whatever reason, he was missing. But Dalvin Cook should definitely be in there. But you take Dalvin Cook, um, had a great rookie year, got hurt. Um, you know, give him a year to then come back, then had a really great year. Cool, he's back on my list. I mean, I'll definitely pick the Dalvin Cook. Um, but when I think about that, McCaffrey, maybe not so much. Then you got to talk about the king. You know, almost a thousand yards before he got hurt, mm. but then also in eight, in eight rounds. Yeah, b- bad ankle injury, and especially leg. You know, if it's a season-ending injury to say shoulders for a running back, I'm not too worried about. But if it's leg injuries to a guy that makes all his money running the ball, mm. um, that has more concern for me. So now when we're looking at Henry, I for me, I wouldn't pick. I'm not picking Henry this year. Interesting. Um, for that reason, uh, I'd give him a year, see if he gets back to King Henry status, uh, and then think about it next year. I'd, get, I'd wait on him a year. Who would you? Who are you more afraid of drafting, CMC or Derrick Henry? CMC. I'd agree. Yeah, of the two, if they're both, you know, you're looking at both of them, it's like CMC is probably the more risky one um, just because uh, his size at that position is, is uh, more worrisome. Derrick Henry, though, bigger, he's going to take those licks. But then also he's a big dude playing on a now a reconstructed ankle. So Again, um, and completely different running backs as yeah. well in the way that they operate. Yes. Obviously, CMC yes. catches the ball a lot of the backfield, going to give you heaps in a PPR league, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. but has to stay healthy and get those receptions and, and those shifty yards. Yeah. Whereas Henry's probably got on pace for 2K um, you know, every year. Yep. So that's kind of what you're looking at. But, you know, they're too, too risky for me. That's why I think if you've got Harris, Taylor – uh, in in there, I'd probably picking those ones, mm. uh, those two, and Cook. Those three would probably I'd be, be focusing on more. I think Joe Mixon is sneaky good value at the end of the first round, mm-hmm. um, just considering the team he plays in. He's there. He's got really no one behind him to push him. Um, they've got a better offensive line this year. And who they bring in? Do you know off the top of your head? I might be able to uh, chase they dra- that. They drafted some bloke and they um, signed someone else, but I can't remember the mm-hmm. names. Offensive lineman. Can't remember. Yeah, poor, poor O-Lyman. I'm much the same. I, I, I know you're elite guys, and then outside of that, I'm kind of a... But the other benefit for Mixon is he plays plays on third down, and um, they do like to throw the rock around. So he's going to get targets. He's going to get catches. So I think Mixon's sneaky good value. The other one there that I'm probably not drafting is Austin Eckler. So, and why is that? Uh, injury concerns. Yeah. Again, he has missed, He misses a lot of games throughout uh, the season, so last year and the year before. But then they've also added Spiller to that team, So mm. and they've been talking him up um, like crazy. Mm. So I I wonder what that kind of role means. And they're like, will they manage Eckler to try and get him through a full year? Mm-hmm. So that's my concern okay. there as a first-rounder. If he sneaks you know, any of those three guys, sneak out of the first round in the second, that means you've probably got another first-round pick. You've made a pick. And if they're you know, your RB2, then... Yeah, uh, these concerns start to disappear because they're, they're not now your core dude yeah, that okay. you need to worry about. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Is Jonathan Taylor the consensus number one and should he be the consensus number one? I in believe every, so in, if you look in at average, average, in every draft average board rankings, yeah, Jonathan is number one. On that should he be? I think so as well oh, after, after yeah. last season. Yep. Like, um, uh, you know, it was Derek Henry's uh, year. Um, before that, he had a you know, was ahead of Jonathan for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nick Chubb was a big third uh, to that. 
Which is probably a great segue there because we get into the second rounders. Second and, rounders. Um, second tier, if you will. Yeah. And I think there's a lot more depth than previous years. Usually you go in a second round and you're like, oh, all the good bell kales are gone. Are gone. But then you've got potentially Swift, Jones, Chubb, uh, Javante Williams, and then Alvin Kamara in here mm, mm-hmm. um, in going in that second round in that tier. And I think of those, Kamara is probably – you know, got sneaky good value. He he had a down year, of course, with no quarterback. Um, he's got his, his lad in Winston back. And I think, you know, as long as Jameis is healthy, I think Kamara is going to have an excellent year. I yeah, I agree. He's great value there if he sneaks into your second round. The other four, uh, the reason, um, well, three of those, uh, three of those have partners is probably the, their issue. So Swift, um, he's got Jamal Williams uh, as his – his uh, running mate, but Swift by all accounts is going to take all the ball, but he's concerned for me is also again, back to injuries uh, has had, had some struggles with concussions in the past and is not the biggest running back in the world. Um, but he follows his namesake very well. He is very, He's very swift. Swifty, swift, swift by name, shifty, so. swift by nature. I have massive concerns in drafting him as your RB one. Yeah. I reckon. Yeah. So in a second round, if you've already got one, then you know if you if he's your RB two. Yeah, no, no worries, no, 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 no dramas, no, no dramas. There. But if you if you've got to base your fantasy team off DeAndre Swift, I'd have I'd have concerns. Yeah, I agree. So that's kind of why he's going in the second. Mm-hmm. So then there's other three: Jones, Chubb, and Williams. All have a uh, partner. So Aaron Jones has Quadzilla, Quadzilla, <laughs> AJ Dillon, uh, <laughs> and as a resident Packers fan here, I've been following this pretty closely. I think the handoff split might be 50-50. Yeah, which which is okay. You. Getting to mm. your concern there, which is probably the benefit then, say for John, for um, for uh, for Williams, because him and Melvin Gordon there, uh, it sounds like they were fifty fifty last year. I'm exactly fifty fifty. Yep. Um, uh, I think it was two hundred thirty one to two hundred thirty one carries. They, mm. they they went straight down the line, fifty fifty. But by all accounts, it sounds like coming out of camp, it's going to potentially be more like seventy thirty in Williams' favor. So I think Williams there as a second rounder is um, an excellent, especially towards the back end of that second rounder, is an excellent pick. Um, Nick Chubb there I think is a bit hard done by because he's got Hunt there mm-hmm. uh, within with doing a holding in it currently trying mm-hmm. to get a new contract. Um, but see is what there, happens. Uh, and you might not know this off the top of your head. Is there any chance that Hunt doesn't get this contract and it is the Nick Chubb show this year or are we still going to see a little bit of a committee there? Uh, might have to go back to the quarterback situation. Because yeah. if, if there's if there's no Watson, they're going to pound the actual shit out of this yeah, <laughs> yeah. football. So, yeah, um, which they they'd want Hunt there to take the load if off. It's, um, yeah, imagine if it's Jacoby fucking Brissett. Yeah, yeah. If they're going to share five hundred carries between the running backs, like mm. <laughs> yeah, you probably want you know a three hundred two hundred split there. But mm. um, yeah, I, I but even having that, Nick Chubb was when I said it before, he was still third to. Um, to, to, the, to Taylor and to Henry before I think he missed three games towards mm-hmm. the end of the year. Um, the know. Ernest Johnson enters the chat. Yeah, exactly. He missed the game there and Hunt was suspended, I think, for that game. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think I think, um, I think think Chubb is excellent value there. Chubb and Kamara, I think, excellent value. Same yep. as with uh, second rounders for this year. There is definitely guys you can potentially go in there. And if you want to take... A you receiver know, first. So you'd first. be happy with one of, yeah. one of those guys yeah, in, a, in a Kamara, perhaps, or a Chubb being a RB1? Yeah, exactly. Um, especially if you're going to then target a bunch of rookies um, running backs uh, in the mid-tier rounds. I know we'll talk about receivers next week, but 
who who are the receivers that you'd be able to, that you'd be happy to take in round one and then go with one of these? Well, guys? you're going to have Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, yeah, Justin, Justin, Justin Jefferson, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, who else was fighting around in that list? The Diggs as well, like Stefan Diggs, Jamar Chase, or yeah, Jamar yeah. Chase could definitely fit in there. Um, I think uh, people are sleeping on T Higgins a little bit over there too. Um, and we'll get to that also next not, week. Also, not taking him in the first round. No, not in the first round. We'll get to that next week, though. We'll talk about that next week. That 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 kind of draft strategy concerns me. I've, like, I I just I think with the with the receiver depth, and I mentioned it before in the league these days, you running backs are a dime a dozen. I think you have to go running back in round one. But, yeah, that's the to do a zero yeah. running back strategy is uh, high risk. Um, Potential, you know, it's it's high risk, and you maybe get reward uh, by picking up a bunch of you know the rookies, and they they go out there and have excellent season. And, but if you if you're trying to be competitive on a more consistent basis, trying to eliminate that risk. Mm-hmm. So you, you want to take the guys, especially in the top end of your draft, that are low risk to to you know have had a history of good health, not coming off a you know an injury, especially to the leg region, um, and it can do a job for you in that in those early rounds. Who's your next tier here? So th- then I wanted to talk about um, Connor, uh, Saquon Barkley, and Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all kind of going in this range. Uh, these three I don't really love just because I don't love the, their offensive line situations. Okay. Um, the other guys above them all have better offensive lines. What I, The guys going in the similar range that I think you should pay attention to is Mitchell coming from the 49ers. Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, and Cam Akers there at the Rams. Both have probably better offensive line situations than those over the three and potentially don't really have much competition. Like Akers will have Henderson, but Akers has clearly outplayed Henderson in yeah. the past. It's a Cam um, Akers show. Yeah. That's, that's and he, he had a kind of uh, slowish start into the final series, but also he's playing coming off an Achilles injury playing in the finals against the best teams in the league. Mm. So, yeah, he's not going to go for four yards a carry as an average. Um, but getting full season under his belt, uh, I think he could definitely look really good. And biggest issue there is the left tackle. Um, but overall, that's still a Super Bowl winning team. Yep. Um, he's going to get a lot of opportunities there. I'd be bullish on Cam Akers personally. Yeah. Elijah Mitchell and the 49ers, I'm just not cons- I'm not convinced. In that 49er running backs forever mm. – they, they seem to be committees. It seems to be getting consistency seems to be an issue mm. uh, with, with if Trey Lance is the guy. Uh, do, but how, how does that – they probably run the ball more. Well, that's the thing. So with Lance coming in, maybe they run the ball more. And with you get, yeah, with Kyla, you know, the Shanahan Debo, system, yeah. they run the, the ball more. Mm. Yeah, what, what situations that mean Debo. for Debo? But of those, Mitchell, you know, coming from last year was clear-cut the best running back they had on that squad. So – and – They've got a good offensive line. <laughs> you know, Trent Williams over there mm. uh, answers the chat. So, like they, he, he, they're definitely going to run the ball and run the ball well in that Janahan system. Um, so, I, you know, I'd probably take Acres over Mitchell if I had a choice on the two of them. Uh, but in this round, I'd pick those two over those other three that I mentioned there. Like, you know, Ray's offensive line's not great. Um, Saquon, you got to see what he's going to be like. Uh, the last two years have been massive letdowns for Saquon yeah. Barkley. And we, we talked about we talked about that Cards team. What that's going to be now with. You know, no wide receivers potentially to start the season. What that means for Connor, um, and is Connor going to be, uh, you know, the bell cow can play the whole season without Chase there as his running mate. So. And 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 can he reproduce what he did last year? Yeah. Pretty freakish year. What do you have? Sixteen rushing touchdowns. Yep. Like yep. was was just finding the end zone at will for him to back that up this year. Uh, be yeah. pretty could unlikely. Be, could you be think? a challenge. Could be a challenge. 
So then the next lot, uh, Montgomery, uh, Etienne, Dobbins, and our boy Zeke. And Zeke uh, kind of falling down here. Yeah, it's uh, very low to have Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, and in this in this kind of grouping, um, as a general statement, I'm kind of fading a lot of them, as in I'd be looking elsewhere. Um, main reason for Montgomery is the team, like the Bears team. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's a bit of a shit show. I want to see what... And that team, I couldn't rely on Montgomery. And there's been chat that Herbert um, over there's uh, as the the backup to, to him is mm. p- potentially going to play more because they'll be in more of those passing down situations and spread the ball around a little bit more. So yeah, I still think. I, early, yeah, I, I don't buy into that. Yeah. I I don't see Khalil Herbert scoring more fantasy points in David Montgomery if you want to put it that way. Well, this, yeah, the taking yeah, away points, I guess, is the big. Taking, the away, way points. taking away points, sure. Oh, and the rumours of potentially stealing the job as well. But nah, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't... Can you, yeah, can you have a look at Khalil Herbert, what what his dimensions are? He's, 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 he's a small. scat back. He's a, he's yeah, a small, small, you know, uh, you know, receiving threat, shifty, yeah. shifty good dude, but he's he's not going to be a bell care. But I think that's probably what the media is talking be. about. I was just like, oh, you've got the, you know, the RBs playing quarterbacks. So. <laughs> in, in Justin Fields. Yeah. And... It, that, I, I'm just not a huge fan of Montgomery. I think in this space, there's better options. Um, Such as? Uh, well, there's a lot of rookies going in this space. So some of those guys can kind of float in here and I, I'd be focusing on, on a bit of them um, than these guys. Uh, I, this And this room, in this space where they're going, this is where you're focusing on wide receivers anyway. So. Yeah, interesting. So, so and that, But that's a tactic thing. It's a tactic thing. It's so, more strategy. So, yeah. yeah. So say you've, yeah. you've you've already got a wide receiver and, and you need running backs. Is there anyone that stands out stands yeah. out to you? Travis Etienne. He's unproven. Yeah. Does James Robinson, uh, you know, and yeah. him to the chat. You yeah. know, do, do they uh, kind of share share mm-hmm. the load? There Plus on that Jags team, etc. Like uh, J.K. Dobbins coming back from injury. We've spoken about how much you so want to be wary of guys coming back from injury. Mm. And that'll be interesting. What the Ravens team looks like because yes, Dobbins and Gus Edwards both coming off injuries, both still in that team. So. Um, I think of this list, I like Dobbins probably. Oh, I like Dobbins the most from a young perspective. Um, aging running backs usually uh, um, don't get great returns, unfortunately. It's a short shelf life, isn't it? Yes, for running backs. Yes, and that's uh, you know kind of where uh, Zeke uh, enters uh, that conversation as well because um, Tony Pollard's you know essentially kind of outplayed him last year, mm. um, and kind of what that dynamic looks like going forward. Um, they, these guys all kind of scare me uh, if you're trying to pick running backs in those, you know, rounds four, five, six kind of range. Uh, I'm just not a huge fan, fan of a lot of these. Um, uh, you know, Zeke's going in the third, you know, third, fourth round in the 30s as an average draft position. Like, yeah, it's... Just not, just not loving them, and I think as a third, fourth round, that's where you're probably deep talk, looking at wide receivers and potentially, um, you know, your first lot of tight ends gone. Uh, some others that I kind of thought were interesting throughout the list, uh, Damian Harris kind of ends up going in about the 60s, which is interesting because he's probably, you know, the, the key starter there at New England. There's yeah. not really anything behind him. Um, I, know, I, like, I like Damien Harris here. I think that it's a good uh, uh, running back that you've got. And the way that team's of. built, they've got not a great receiving option. So I think Parker's been playing really well um, in training camp uh, for them, uh, coming across from uh, f- uh, from the Dolphins. Uh, but then they've got Myers as well. They don't have like great wide receiver options. Uh, Bilicek and that kind of that system now with no Josh McDaniels, whether they 
focus more on the run game. They will, mm-hmm. and they, they showed it last year. Uh, you know, Mac Jones had a, had a reasonable year, mm-hmm. but uh, they were probably run first. And Harris was good last Harris year. Harris was good last year. Ramondre Stevenson will get the ball a little bit. They did yeah. draft Pierre Strong, yeah. so how much he plays into it. James mm-hmm. White always is good catching the ball, but... I I I don't mind Damian Harris here. If mm. if you want to take him in the fourth round, mm. um, I, I I think he he could do some things for you. Yeah, well, he's gone in the sixties, which is like an average six, six or six, six or seventh round pick. Yeah. So, like, yeah, way to skip over those previous if, four it, guys I talked if about. If you get if you get him in the sixth round, it's a fucking steal. Yeah, I reckon it's a steal. Yeah. I reckon it's a steal. I, I'd be I'd be willing to go fourth round. Anything earlier than that, I'm I'm not convinced yeah. there for Damian Harris. He's he's an interesting one. Cordero Patterson. Yeah, where do you put him? <laughs> last year, you can check the tape. You can check the tape. Uh, I was it's like, it's not no. a thing. And then I was like, it's not a thing. It, yeah, he's had a big game. All right, it's, it's not going to last. He's not. He's not a running back. Uh, he's he's a gadget man. Mm. And Mister Gadget, he finished top ten uh, mm-hmm. for running backs last mm-hmm. year in fantasy football. Can he do it again this year? He's not getting a lot of love. Um, he's currently going in the eighties, which is you know eighth, ninth round pick, uh, depending on your league. So, yeah, that's. I it's, it's whether you buy into what the Falcons could be. And if you look at the Falcons... Shit is what I think they'll be. Well, yes, besides being <laughs> a, a very average team, you look at the, the weapons they've got, they've got nothing. You know, they've got the two wide receivers. Well, actually, sorry, they one drop. wide receiver, one tight end. They've got London and Pitts. Yep. Uh, that, that's really their only options. And then they've got the rookie uh, behind uh, Patterson, which is... Tyler Allergy. Yeah, Allergy. we talked about Whose name we still maybe can't yeah, pronounce. Maybe we're still getting wrong. Watch some highlights of it. Yeah. So they they that like you know, outside of the you know the two that will play, Patterson's probably going to get a lot of lot of touches, a lot of carries, and at that kind of value in the in those eighth and ninth round picks, so that's you know you could take that with potentially getting a um, you know starting running back uh, in the squad. So. Um, so you don't mind taking Cordero? No, not not that kind yeah, of value. Yeah, like. you reckon there's a bit of value. And there. Especially if he just sits on your bench and you put him playing as effects, flex yeah. occasionally. Yeah, and see, yeah, see how he starts the year. If they're still using him, where he's getting twenty carries a game, kind of thing, mm-hmm. through touch, you know, catches and runs, like mm-hmm. uh, he's gonna, he's going to do, you know, get you a solid 10, 15 points every week without issue. Um, and that consistency is really important. Seattle, what's the go? So Chris Carson uh, announced his retirement. Yeah, uh, I mean, what six years in the league, something like that. Five, Five maybe. Like yeah, it's short career. Not many. Not not many. Uh, but that does make the running back room there in Seattle pretty interesting, mm. especially if Geno Smith is under center. You'd imagine they'll be run first. Yeah. Uh, well, either way, if Lock is quarterback. Yeah, whoever, whoever the quarterback whoever, whoever is, it is. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately for DK, who got paid and a locket there, they're most likely going to be a run team until they get a new quarterback. So. Uh, maybe Jimmy G answers the chat. But anyway, uh, where does Penny kind of fit? Because he now he's RB1. Like he's got no no direct running mate in Carson. But then we talked to Walker a little bit in the rookie room with those two ahead of him now, one, you know, both of them probably get a bit of a bump, uh, I'd say. He's currently going in those 80s there with um, Patterson. But, you know, he had a great year to end the year. Um, the big risk is can he do play a full year or will he get injured? Um uh, having had uh, a bunch of injuries uh, throughout his early career as well. Um, I'd say Walker probably uh, better off overall, but you know, Penny's still there is still not a bad option, uh, especially if you uh, missed out on some of those earlier running backs for a guy that's probably going to get 20 carries to start the year, mm-hmm. uh, as is the is RB1. Uh, and 
James Robinson, we kind of already spoke about. Travis Etienne. Yeah, it's it's interesting because he's kind of the forgotten man. Everyone, the, all the chat out of Jake's training campers, the Lawrence and Etienne connection because they, you know, they're connecting dots, etc. Um, but does that mean that's going to come to fruition? Because we saw last year that Robinson was very much in the doghouse um, for a long time until. Maya kind of got kicked in the can and then they unleashed him and he, mm. he was excellent. So of course, coming off uh, – oh, I don't I don't want to say Achilles, but he's coming off a, a lower uh, leg. It, just, it was Achilles, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Uh, oh, I, I think it was Achilles. Yeah, Travis Etienne. Lower leg injury. Pre-season. Uh, but <laughs> I, like, I like how you just like lower leg, like it's all the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lower leg. Yeah, yeah, below the knee somewhere. Yeah, grade um, one MCL, that's it. Same shit. <laughs> yeah, below the knee somewhere. Um, <laughs> but he, either way, he's – He's back at training camp. He's he's in that conversation, which is kind of the reason why I don't like Etienne as well because Robertson can definitely do a job for them there and I wonder what that split would be. So as a guy who's going in the hundreds currently, like but you can take that risk on him uh, going in that 10th or 11th round. You can take a risk on him there with the potential that, yeah, maybe he outplays Etienne and takes and takes the starting job. It wasn't Achilles. Liz Frank uh, for um, Etienne. Which Lower leg injury. Lower leg in the foot. <laughs> yes. Dr. Sean strikes again. Strikes again. Yes, it was part of his anatomy that, that he injured. Uh, he injured a body part. <laughs> uh, also, also not an injury uh, that's that's easy to come back from. But he's also very young. Um, so yeah, yeah. yeah Boiler counts training, and so we'll have to see what that looks like. It's he as the season goes on. So they're the interesting ones. To finish off, let's talk about some handcuffs. Um, so the f- what did I pick out? Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, some guys I thought was interesting. Uh, all of these are going after the 10th round besides Michael Carter, who's going in the ninth. Um, so they expect Brees Hall to get the starting job there? Well, which is, well let's talk about that because I think that's probably, um, you know, I think uh, Carter's criminally undervalued there as a ninth round pick. Because um, that team, they will share the ball, and mm. it's probably going to be a fifty-fifty split there. Because um, they also got Coleman in that that room. They, they will they will rotate those running backs a lot. Um, and Akata, I think, could also get the first look as a, you know the incumbent there, and they work all into it. So um, I think they're probably going to have a very close split on carries. I don't think it's going to be uh, the twelve hundred uh, rushing yards that people are kind of trying to say that Hall. He's going to get this year. I just don't see it quite yet. Maybe he'll he maybe he'll get to that total on lesser carries, but at the moment I just don't see how you can completely write write off Michael Carter like they have. So Carter is your favourite of the handcuffs. Uh, I do really like Carter, uh, especially in that ninth round, and just because of the handcuffs. Like you look at that list, he's the established one. Mm. That's the other thing. Like uh, if Hall falters yeah. and uh, or can't really get a start there, as you know, rookie running backs uh, traditionally. You know, not not don't have the greatest impact. You mm-hmm, kind of, mm-hmm. especially when they start, like mm-hmm. you start on week one, they kind of hit that wall. But if they, um, you know, get worked into the system and then come week six and um, you know, then they get going and you know, that's where you get all your award from a rookie running back. Um, so yeah, I think Carter is an established guy uh, with only a rookie kind of trying to steal his job in front of him. I I love Michael Carter as a ninth round pick. So then the other ones we had Foreman for CMC. Mm-hmm. Um, for mentions talk before he did replace CMC um, towards the end of the year, taking over from Hubba Bubba, hmm. um, Chubba Hubba, <laughs> yeah, for, uh, Chuba yeah. Hubbard. So Hubba Bubba, uh, that's one of course. Um, Bubba I, Gump. Uh, we talked about Herbert as well there for Montgomery. There's been chat in tra- Bears training camp. We've mentioned uh, Rojo is an interesting one coming across from Tampa Bay for for um, Chiefs for the Chiefs. Um, mm. 
so you know there's there's definitely a a path for him into into starting uh, starting kind of role hasn't didn't show enough probably with Tampa we'll see what he what he could do there for Chiefs but I'd say not yeah, a draft thing yeah. maybe watch out for him and then the interesting one I had was another rookie that we maybe didn't talk enough about was Brian Robinson mm. um, going at over Washington there at, so Washington to the Commanders um, potentially going to be Gibson's uh, backup like if if you're a Gibson fan and um, which you are. Yes, which I yeah definitely have been, uh, and you know we hate JD uh, McKissick over there to stealing stealing receptions. Yeah, um, but Robinson with his size, like he's a huge huge running back, so over six foot, two hundred twenty pounds. Um, he could potentially take some more of the take you know some of those harder uh, runs off Gibson, you know, to try and sh- share the load. And if Gibson goes down with you know misses a couple of weeks through injury, like he had been uh, over the last couple of seasons. Maybe he gets into that conversation, starts taking that role over, and um, you know the third down still sticks with JD. I, I can. You know, there's a path there again for him to to starting starting minutes, um, starting time there, um, which also scares me about Gibson's. We haven't talked about Gibson, but I kind of um, you know, I think Gibson's kind of slid down uh, the rounds uh, for potential drafting because he's got those two other running backs that I just mentioned behind him, and with all all likelihood they will share share the load um, across a lot of them. In summary, in summary, uh, Sean's fantasy files for running backs. Mm-hmm. JT, Jonathan Taylor, probably consensus number one, as yep. he should be. Uh, watch out for injuries in uh, guys that are coming off injuries, like your CMCs, like your Derek Henrys. Uh, does Austin Eckler have uh, uh, some work to do uh, with the bringing in of, of Spiller? Yep. Um, second round, uh, if, you can, if you can pick up a Nick Chubb or an Alvin Kamara, I think you've done well yeah, there. Good. Then the field really kind of opens up. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, uh, look at your handcuffs. If you are drafting early, um, consider going handcuffs in, the, in those later rounds, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for God forbid something to happen to your starting running back. Mm. And – Or still someone else's handcuff. Like it's – Strategy, strategy, strategy. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Play the percentages a little bit. That concludes our NFL chat for this week. Uh, We'll do wide receivers next week, and it's the first round of the preseason proper. So Mm -hmm. we'll get to see how a lot of teams are going out there. Obviously, we don't expect to see too many starters, but we will probably see a lot of rookies, uh, a lot of guys fighting for positions. Uh, It's an interesting time of the year. A lot of people hate Mm. the NFL preseason. I find it really fascinating. Yeah, I agree. I just hate it for the injuries. Well, <laughs> the, the injuries for one, and it probably yeah. is a touch too long. Mm. A yeah. touch too long. Yeah. But they're interesting that uh, Hall of Fame game, I think they said 5.7 million uh, people viewed it, like it's watched pr- it. Pretty so, crazy. Which, which is a, a, yeah, a great number. It's yeah. just like, yeah, um, football is undefeated. So mm. uh, NFL is back, baby. Let's ride. And that brings us to <laughs> the On the Esky final round. Ding, ding. Uh, probably a shorter... Uh, final yeah. round this week uh, with not a lot happening in the fighting and motorsports world. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big announcement with Israel Adesanya confirmed taking on Alex Pereira for UFC 281 at Madison Square Garden. Uh, Pereira uh, was pretty much uh, fast-tracked to, to uh, come and, and fight the champ. Storylines, etc. Et has beaten him twice in kickboxing. Obviously, MMA is a beat different sport. Last, beat him 2017, I believe. Yeah, and we, we spoke about it. Uh, once was a knockout and once a decision uh, in, in the kickboxing arena. Uh, but Izzy is arguably the uh, middleweight goat. Mm-hmm. 
Arguably, arguably. Don't get too angry at me, but definitely a good argument. <laughs> um, and and that one uh, has been confirmed for UFC two eight one. Monks, have we got a date there, please, on UFC two eight one? It's the only it's the only fight announced, is it not? Yes, it's the first yes. one. First one. Uh, it is November the twelfth. Let's go. That's not that far away. That's not that far, not away, far away at yeah. all. Uh, obviously, uh, a lot of people had this this fight happening. Uh, they they spoken some shit. Um, mm. um, at that at that last UFC, both coming off big wins, uh, and can anyone can anyone push the last style bender? Uh, if anyone could, it's probably the guy that's got that mental victory over him at least uh, mm. from, from beating him a couple of times in kickboxing. Yeah. What do we think about this fight? Uh, exciting, obviously. Do you see is he getting dethroned? We'll have to see what sort of fight it is, whether it's a kickboxing fight or not. I mean. Mm. That's probably where it is. And we've saw, seen. Way to put your balls on the table there, Sean. Yeah, well, it's it's. We've seen per, um, Pereira's uh, power. Like he, can, yeah, yeah, he's very strong. Knockout artist, one of the best strikers in the world. Yeah, but but the question is, would Izzy go different? It is a mixed martial arts fight. Mm. Do they do they do? Does he push? Try to push and like beat Pereira in a kickboxing fight? Like, or does he go? I've got more tools and more weapons than you now. Um, well, this it is it would be role. remiss of him to try to beat him in a kickboxing fight, given the record. You think so? But, you know, yeah, stranger things happen. I would not like to say that to Israel well, out <laughs> on his face. <laughs> what, what else could Izzy bring to the fight, though? Shoot for a takedown. Finishing with a submission. That's what I'm saying. Like, who's the, it's a definitely not something that we've seen in his no, game. No, of course not. Definitely yeah. not something he's seen, we've seen in, in <coughs> his game. Also, I've never seen him yeah. struggle with any of that either. That is like, true. That is so, true, yeah. Yeah, it's – whereas um, – I think in one of Perez's fights, he was definitely clearly out wrestled, and then, um, of course, he started every round standing up, and he got the finish on the restart. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, that's 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 the extra you know tools you've got in your game as part of this. And as the middleweight, well, you know, as a champion, can he would Israel, you know, go into his bag of tricks and pull a few things out? I like it. Uh, that it's, that fight in itself is is intriguing. It'll be very interesting to see who mm. else fills out that card. I'm sure the coming weeks uh, we'll get a few more announcements. Mm. There it could be a pretty stacked card. Yeah, you'd think so. That yeah. time of the year, Madison Square Garden, uh, one of the world homes of uh, sports entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, looking forward to that one indeed. Mm. Uh, there was a UFC event today on ESPN. Uh, should we talk quickly about that? Yeah. Just Did anyone catch it? No, no we didn't. Just not really. Just no. the results. Usman knockout. Yeah, we talked. Really well, we mentioned Mohamed Usman winning his, um, and then uh, Santos, I think, got knocked out uh, by Hill in this one. Yeah, Jamal Hill uh, knocked out Thiago Santos. They did do a five-round fight there, and Jeff Neal. Gets Vicente Luque in the welterweight division. Um, Let me mention Mohamed Usman. They were probably the main ones of this card. Indeed. Yeah, not a massive fight card there in terms of names, uh, unless you're a real diehard. Uh, Next week we see uh, Chido Vera taking on Dominic Cruz in uh, bantamweight. Uh, And then how long have we got to... UFC 278, it is August 20, August 20, so two two weeks today. Not that far off, not that far off for Kamara Usman and Leon Edwards too. Oh, Polo, Costa, Jose Aldo, there's a few, few cool, cool so names. I think they, they rebooked that Costa and Rockhold vault. That was meant to be on last week's pay-per-view. Okay, yeah. So that's yeah. Well, why I that, that pay-per-view was a little weak because it was missing that one. All right, I'm with you, I'm with you. 
So Tyson Pedro is coming back in. Yeah, Tyson he Pedro last versus Harry Hunsucker. Mm. Hunsucker, I barely know her. Uh, Tyson <laughs> Pedro has not. Oh, he, he fought once this year, and then before, oh, before, uh, then yep. four years off. That's right, four years off. Uh, so yeah, not not a heap going on in the UFC world, um, you know, for moderate fans like ourselves, I suppose. But uh, looking mm. forward definitely to that two seven eight in a couple of weeks. Yeah, agree, agree. F one, F one, wow. So coming off the hungry, that <laughs> <laughs> wasn't too bad. Actually, it's better than sorry. <laughs> Uh, coming off the hungry <laughs> Grand Prix and go moving into the summer break, uh, Max Verstappen mm. did win that race, uh, starting from tenth with a great tire strategy. Uh, Ferrari shit the bed again. Um, there had been some rumours floating around that the Ferrari boss potentially might get the sack during the summer. Really, I don't think it'll happen. But the, you know, the the fact that they keep Big fucking up the, the yeah the tire strategy, you know, going to hard tyres and a lot of them uh, it was actually an interesting race where the, a lot of them went to the hard tyres which actually were very very poor um, for a race pace um, but they semi got forced into them uh, Ferrari um, but they maybe should have stuck to their guns a little bit more instead of um, panic uh, which which has been Ferrari's issue I think they panicked in this one um, and yeah. ended up costing them uh, and then the Mercedes ended up second third the Hamilton was second um, mm-hmm. second Second finish for him in a row. Um, second time there were two and three for him and Russell. Uh, so how Mercedes coming? They, I think they probably will take Ferrari in the in the constructors. Don't think they'll catch Red Bull, but we'll see. Depending on how Perez goes, I guess. Mm. Um, and if that's the uh, and then I think they're too far away in the drivers. Still a long season to go, but they. Uh, I think they'd need Max to have a few DNFs and Lewis to win a couple of races to get to that point. So they're they're a hundred points behind Red Bull with ten races to go. You yeah. probably don't see them them catching him there in the constructors. No, no, it's it would really depend on you know Perez finishing poorly and DNFs etc. To, to catch him, but yeah, unlikely. It's probably Red Bull's year this year. But otherwise, Hungary was a, a very close and a lot of good racing. Um, the new race cars kind of proving that they uh, definitely have. Uh, improve the race quality and what we're seeing on the track week in, week out. So it's been pretty good. Um, and then I guess we get to the silly season that is the summer break where they talk about uh, F1 uh, driver seats. So who's got a seat for yeah. next season? And uh, Alonso kicked it all off. Uh, by all accounts, July 31st, Oscar, um, how do you say his last Piastri. name? Piastri. Uh, his contract finished. Uh, next day, Alonso announces that he's going to Aston uh, Martin, uh, switching to go to the seat there, taking Vettel's seat after he retires, uh, with a you know a huge big middle finger essentially mm. to Alpine in this one, because mm. um, they knew nothing about it. Only found out about it in the press release for Alonso. Um, then I guess <laughs> tried to get ahead of the ball, uh, saying that Oscar was going to be their driver next season. Mm. Um, whose <laughs> who's manager is actually Mark Webber. Um, yeah, really? Yes. I did not know that. Yeah, so... But Queen, then, Queen Bian represent. Yeah, mm. but then Oscar, on t- um, you know, tweeted saying that I'm not driving for them next year. There's nothing in agreement. So there's a whole bunch of contract stuff going <laughs> going on. Uh, sounds like they had a deal done with McLaren for Danny Ricciardo's seat for next season. And then McLaren yeah. have told Ricciardo that his services are no longer needed. Um, go find, find a seat. So he's gone back to Alpine. Yeah. which was uh, Renault, who he used to drive for. Uh, well, this hasn't all been confirmed yet, has it? 
not yet. By all accounts, yeah. it sounds like Alpine and McLaren have lodged their contracts for renewal with the F1 um, or their yep. for review, not renewal, so review uh, with F1 to see how they'd um, uh, how they'd go because uh, McLaren can't get out of Ricardo's contract without paying him large money. So potentially yep. they're going to pay him large money to get out of his contract because um, yep. the option's in his favour. But they're not going to announce anything, I think, until Ricardo's found another seat. Which looks like they're going to Alpine to potentially do that. So drive a swap, yeah, do a straight swap there. So it's a bit unfortunate the Australians, um, mm. get, you know, stealing the seat from another Australian. Um, but potentially good for us next year. We might have two Australians uh, in F one uh, with mm. seats. So yeah, pretty wild kickoff from Alonso, um, essentially fucking over Alpine because um, Oscar also was meant to be Alonso's replacement. So he's always going. By all counts, to McLaren, so it could be. Um, well, there was heaps of other rumors with him being loaned out to Williams. Williams, um, uh, Williams confirmed Alex Albon will stay there. Yep. So oh, I think it was more for Latifi than anything else. Yes. Yes. Um, but I also, I think that was more this year too. So mm. uh, this no, it was season, yeah. Yeah, they would can Latifi and give Oscar a bit of a run at, again, trying to get him to confirm a seat. But yep. Looks like they've done the deal for with McLaren, and we'll just have to see in the coming days how, whether it all gets approved, um, gets finalised. But it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, Danny can, can t- you know, Ricardo can keep a seat for 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 next season. But it's looking yeah. likely. Well, actually, enter the chat. Uh, Schumacher talking during the week that he's he, you know he's all about uh, Ferrari. He could see himself in a Ferrari, moving to Ferrari. Um, you know, following in his father's mm, footsteps, uh, which probably means Carlos Sainz would have to give up his spot. But I don't think Ferrari's going to do that. I think nah, they're quite happy I with what they've got. I, I think it's yeah, more that, that sure. Ferrari pairing's really good. They just need, yeah, get their strategies right. Yeah. I wonder if it's more of a Schumacher kind of um, laying groundwork for future series seasons uh, discussions. Not this, mm. not maybe next year, but maybe the year after kind of thing. But Haas haven't confirmed their drivers, so there's potentially a seat there. Um, where they, you know, I think Schumacher is guaranteed to be a Haas with their their sponsorship dealings in Germany. Um, it's more whether they get rid of Kevin, uh, get rid of Magnussen, maybe that frees up a seat. Mm. Um, but that's you know a big step back for Danny and whether uh, Ricardo would want to do something like that. But anyway, silly season. Seats are up for grabs. Um, mm. You know, potentially anyone could be driving for McLaren. Um, that's been all the memes that they've, you know, mm. 20 different drivers <laughs> are driving from the McLaren next season. Um, and well, I think Norris is, Norris yeah, is or, definitely sure. Well, Oscar, Oscar's confirmed driving for every team next year. Like that's all, that's all, <laughs> yeah. been all, all the things. But yeah, it sounds like McLaren want to go a bit younger um, and get a you know, mm. potential future champion in Oscar in. He won F3, he won F2, so whether he can win a F1 championship. Few weeks off. Twenty eighth of August is the Belgian Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. So what's that? Three weeks. Three weeks. Three, yeah. three weeks away. Yeah, this is the summer break. Yeah, and that'll wrap up the podcast. That'll yes. include th- the pod. I think that's it. We don't have yeah, else. we'll be back next uh, week. Lions did win that Lions game. Lions did win. Be a bit of a fight back there from the Blues. <laughs> yeah, they got it within two goals, but then Lions kicked them, I think three on the trot to then blow yep. it out by 
Uh, ends up being points. 33 points. Um, their Carlton season, they must must win one of their next two games. And uh, it's yes. uh, Melbourne and Collingwood, I think. So, uh, so tough, um, tough run home. Indeed. Uh, in the other game, it was so close. Crows have taken a 20-point lead-ish. In Josh Kennedy's last game? Yes. And then in the Wooden Spoon... <laughs> Avoidance bowl. Oh, maybe. yeah, yeah. I would be interested. <laughs> Full-time Knights, Knights win, 14, four. West Tigers 10. So Knights Ooh. probably can't get it. West Tigers definitely still can. Uh, just looking at the ladder there live. Uh, so, no, the Knights the Knights actually jumped the Warriors with that win. They go to the 13th. Uh, the West Tigers. Uh, Warriors potentially could still get it. Potentially. Potentially that would require two wins from the Gold Coast Titans. I think it's a two-horse race for the mm-hmm. spoon there in the NRL between the Tigers and the Titans. Mm-hmm. To be back-to-back for the Tigers. Yeah, they got, would, yeah, they got would, it last year. Would that be oh, did, did the Bulldogs get it last year? No. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> 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 our memories. We, we would have spoken at length about this, and then we spoke about that much sport, and I, I can't remember. I, I, I think it was, I think it was the Bulldogs last season. Yes, last season. Yeah, the Bulldogs. Bulldogs there. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. Confirmed. Tigers right. finished thirteenth, bro. Alrighty. It was Brisbane <laughs> the year before. Anyway, doesn't matter. That'll do us. That'll do us. We'll see you next week. The week after, we might have the week off. Yep. And then that'll get us right into the final round of the AFL, NRL, et cetera, Mm. et cetera. Let's Thank go. you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you to anyone that joined us live as well. We do appreciate the live comments. Uh, they definitely help to uh, steer the conversation. Um, and, yeah, hopefully you're having a good week if you're listening back to this as the podcast. We'll be back Sunday sometime next week. Uh, until then, <laughs> have a good one. You weak gutted dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.